message. Stand by for an important message. Attention, Shit. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great. I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on any media weekly radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where, this is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, August uh, 12th. Wow, August 12th already, 2017. Uh, you know, I, I, I was enjoying my weekend off. And of course, uh, you know, uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, joining me, as always, are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Ligon, the GM of the Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. Yes, indeed. Hello. Glad to be here. And also joining us out of Port, Le- Port, Port St. Lucie, Florida, as always, the Dungeon Master, DM of Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert, Michelle Ligon. Hello, hello, and I'm ready to roll some dice. <laughs> and surprising me, and in a pleasant way, of course, Kenny, I'm not complaining, for sitting in for all three hours tonight, Mr. Kenny Peck. Yes, I'm here. Uh, and, you know, and I um, just because what's happened today is just too big for me not to be here to discuss with everybody. Yeah, um... Yeah, um, I, I don't know what else to say other than uh, <laughs> I was telling Kenny this before we started. Shit just got real. Uh, three innocent people who were just protesting a bunch of Nazis, which, Kenny, call me crazy, is an American thing to do. You know, we went to war over this shit. Yeah. Nazis equal bad. You know... When you side with the Nazis, you are spitting on my grandfather's grave. That's how I personally see it. And Exactly. You know, you may not think you are, but you are. You know, I mean, and maybe it's because I'm from Illinois. You know, we've had problems with Illinois Nazis. You know, it's it's a, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, but, you know, for me, it's very personal because, you know, my family doesn't support Nazis. We uh, we ended them, uh, you know, and it's sad, you know, that it doesn't matter if Trump comes on and says, I support these freaks. They perceive he's given him a blank. He's given them a blank check. 
Well, that's exactly what he did today. He gave them a blank check today because, as you know, anybody can see what uh, Trump just blamed. He said he condemns hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides in what uh-huh. happened in Charlottesville today. Yeah. But the, and these, the were classic- count, these were counter, counter protesters at a white nationalist rally. Counter protesters. So, you know, anti, the anti fascist movement, Antifa. You know, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of their tactics, but they don't drive cars into crowds. Um, uh, Black Lives Matters, they've had a lot of criticism. You know, I, there have been uh, some leaders of Black Lives Matter that uh, I think, uh, you know, have, you know, uh, like uh, I disagree with how they handled uh, Bernie Sanders last year, you know, and, and took over his one rally. But he let them speak. And, you know, there there are, uh, you know, there are a lot of, you know, people I disagree with. But I can tell you one thing. They don't drive cars into crowds. Yeah. Um, at last count, three people have been murdered. Let's call it what it is. Premeditated murder. By a white nationalist terrorist. By, 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 from, from well, all, all... let's, let's, brunch, let, let's, let's bottom line it. By a fucking Nazi. A yeah. Nazi terrorist, then. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, we, we we need to attach terrorists to this. No, no, you're right. Yeah. That that was an oversight of me. Uh, yeah, you're right. We do have to attach terrorists, but we should also, you know, again, words matter. These guys are Nazis. These what guys. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to filibuster. Go ahead. Uh, oh. uh, let somebody else jump in. Wait, we've been gaming all day, so I just learned about this like not five minutes ago. <laughs> Well, you're um, you're not very yeah. far behind because, um, you know me because uh, Susan did her, her Dragon Boat rally or uh, rally <laughs> race today, um, and uh, we we my mom was down. We visited. TV hasn't been on. I haven't looked at news. I haven't looked at Facebook, and um, then I looked at Facebook and I saw Rain's post that says I weep for our our nation, and I said. Oh shit! And I immediately went to the news, and I found this out. And the pictures! Um, oh my god, they're making me it's cry. Hor- it's horrific. It is horrific. I saw some of the video. Um, I don't recommend anybody watch the video. Um, but then again, I almost—if you think you can handle it, watch it just to see what kind of deliberate act this was. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to watch it. The pictures alone are are are, are breaking me up right now. But and I want to say I, I want to give a big fuck you to Andre Bauer, a CNN contributor, former South Carolina senator and lieutenant governor. Um, fuck you, Andre Bauer, in your tight little baby man suits, uh, going on to uh, CNN and saying Trump is vehemently, ve- use the word today, vehemently you know, uh, um, rejected people like David Duke. Um, Okay, it wasn't vehement on the Uh, campaign trail when he was a candidate. He had to be pressured into disavowing David Duke. It wasn't vehement at all. And I got to say right now, that was when he was a fucking candidate. Now, like Adam, in Adam's words, 
He wrote a blank check for the white supremacists, and they're spiking the football on social media right now saying, Ho-ho, he let us off the hook. He's one of us. Yeah. And Andre Bauer, seriously, fuck that little sniveling asshole because he is just such a stupid fucking moron to, to even say Trump vehemently disavowed any white nationalist group, any white nationalist singularly, when he has Sebastian Gorka and Steve Bannon in his fucking cabinet. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, David Duke, the massive asshole that he is, the anal cyst on humanity's ass. Had Wouldn't even make in. good landfill. Yeah. Uh this represents a turning point for the people of this country. We're determined to... It's not your country anymore! No. It never was! We're going no to No country the... for yeah. racist men. Yeah, thank you. We're going to fulfill the promises of Donald Trump. That's what we believed in. That's why we voted for Donald Trump, because he's going to take our country back, and that's what we got to do. Saying on Twitter, I would recommend you, Donald Trump, I, I imagine, take a good look in the mirror and remember it was white Americans who put you in the presidency, not radical leftists. It's not radical to denounce terrorism by fucking Nazis! Did you see the attack by David Duke on Trump? I imagine that's like part of it. <laughs> well, from from what uh, I'm reading in the article from uh, what is this, the Washington Post? Well, it's on MSNBC an article, and it says that David Duke apparently he didn't take kindly to Trump calling for nonviolence or we all have to come together. Apparently, uh, David Duke took that as an attack, and so he it says that uh, uh, Duke shot back at the president with quote. So after decades of white Americans being targeted uh, for discriminated and anti-white hatred, we come together as a people and you attack us? David tweeted, I would recommend you take a good look in the mirror and remember it was white Americans who put you in president, not radical leftists. That's what he was just saying. Well, no, I'm just saying that this is I, this is I, David Duke attacking Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Caitlin Chris asks, can he be renamed David Dick? All in favor? Uh, seconded. Aye. All aye. opposed. None. Uh, so let it be written. So let it be done. He will be now be known as David Dick. Or David No Dick. <laughs> but I mean, this is what America's come to. See, you know, and we'll be talking about some of the other crazy shit Schittler said this week, including threatening nuclear fucking war with North Korea. You know, uh, we warned you guys that this was what was going to happen. We warned you voting for this man was the same as voting for Hitler. And if you don't think he's looking at scenarios trying to figure out how he can get his own personal enabling act passed, wake up and smell the fascism. This man is Oh, and dangerous. by the way... Yes. By the way, uh, right now, uh, this is really important to get out there. Um... Uh, there is uh, uh, someone named uh, Julia. I'm not going to say her last name, and I'm not going to say the la last name of this other person too. Um, uh, this woman, Julie, posted uh, Julia. I'm sorry, 
posted uh, something on Facebook and says, please repost. My brother Joel is not the killer from Charlottesville. Joel has been celebrating a family wedding here in Michigan with 100 family and friends. My father owned a Challenger previously. We have not owned, a, uh, owned it for years. Please share this message. He's innocent and getting death threats. So apparently video of the license plate was tracked down by right-wingers or, you know, uh, alt-right people. Mm -hmm. And a story was erroneously spread on 4chan. And I don't know exactly what's going on. But, yeah, they, they, so they, they traced this license plate apparently or something, I don't know, uh, to this innocent guy. And they're saying, oh, it was a liberal anti-Trump person. Well, we'll get to some, some stuff from that from Gorky Pig later because he, he did something similar. This week, about the uh, the the mosque bombing, you know, I I try to be an upright moral person, but every time I see that smug asshole on TV, I want to punch him. Yeah. You know, and I like I said, I try to to, you know. I'm not Buddhist, but I believe the Buddha was a, a brilliant philosopher, you know, who preached nonviolence, and I, you know, Jesus did as well, and I try to live according to that, but he just makes it so tempting. I just look at him, it's like, just, just one solid right hook, and he will be flat on his fat ass. You know it's true. They can't, they can't put up a fight. No. <laughs> oh, Kate, Caitlin's calling me out. Hold on. She wants the dickless drop. And I can't find it. But, uh... Well, you know, now that I think about it, he does kind of look like Brent Bozell, who we've po I've pointed out repeatedly, Kenny, in the history of this program, looks like Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. Yeah, he does. You know, uh, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is your first time hear hearing me say that, Michelle. <laughs> you may have said it. I just, you know, it's it's just striking a chord with me right now. <laughs> you know, here we go. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, uh, yeah, we, we warned you guys. I mean, we, we said, oh, you do not want to open this door. You do not want to open Pandora's jar. And what do they do? I'm they open the fucking jar! It was a jar, not a box. We, we are mytho mythologically accurate on this program. It's, um, it, it's going to get worse. Now, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Um... Whether you're talking about, you know, some liberal that has access to guns and he goes down and starts shooting Republicans on a baseball field, or you have this crap, it's going to get worse. Yeah. Here's the thing, is that whenever it's someone from the right wing, it's always a lone wolf. They don't represent us. If a liberal says, you know what, I'm done with these fucking bullies, and just snaps and gives them what they have coming... Oh, all liberals are violent. We got to take care of this. You know, 
Uh, expect more. Sorry of the same. for my. Yeah, sorry for my silence here because I, I actually went to this woman's uh, um, Facebook page to, to see this post as legit. But yeah, the uh, um, the alt right again. The, I'll tell you where this news story is trending, and you can tell me uh, what kind of um, uh, how believable this is. Um, and oh, let me let me also read the full headline how it's it's spelled out. This is from State of the Nation. 2012.com. Yeah, I, that's a reputable site. I've never heard of it. Radical leftist antifag Joel uh, uh, Joel Blank in custody for a car attack. Um, and then 4chan. Joel Blank is the driver from Politically Incorrect on 4chan. Um, let me see. Got News. Uh, uh, Charlottesville car terrorist is anti-Trump open borders something I don't know what the rest says uh, and then here's here's a real zinger the gateway pundit driver in uh, Virginia car attack was anti-Trump protester that's odd so, because, yeah they're scrambling to deflect but you know that's odd because the guys in Michigan which last I checked is it Virginia at a wedding. At a wedding. At a wedding. I'd say that's a pretty solid alibi, Kenny. Call me crazy, Miles, but, uh, you know, I think that's a pretty solid alibi. How'd they get yeah. this? I mean, it was his car stolen? Was the tag stolen? What, what, how did this come up? Uh, I mean, what? They, pro- they probably uh, got the license plate, fi- found out the vehicle affiliated with that plate, make, model, VIN, and traced the it. The VIN number, way. yeah. Exactly. And they probably found old information with the VIN number, and um, and there you have it. So in the the plates were from Ohio, from what Cat said. So huh. the so the somebody in Michigan sold the car and ended up in Ohio. This kid's in Michigan. So yeah, this is fake news one hundred and one right here. This is the disinfo campaign just getting ramped up. And all these fucking assholes over on Mediaite right now are like, a liberal leftist drove it. And then goes, bah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, because, you know. Yeah, th- this is them trying to grab the, um, not the agenda, but the spotlight and direct it away from themselves long enough for the, 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 ag- you know, the anger to die down to the point where they're like, Oh, yeah, it was one of the right. Well, who cares? We already pointed, eh, whatever, and then just dismiss it. Right now, emotions are high, and they're trying to deflect that high emotion away from them. Oh, Hi. wow. Uh, I'm sorry. Look at this. All right, important Some, uh, this guy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, that's okay. This guy's uh, posts are, uh, about these smear jobs uh, have been removed. I tried to respond to one on. Uh, um, yeah, uh, he he's removing the the they removed his the posts with uh, the name of the guy on Mediaite. So good for the the moderators on on Mediaite's disgust board. Wow. At least somebody's doing something decent. Oh, and um, some, yeah, yeah. Go I'm, ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just really frustrated right now. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I'm I'm so angry. I I just I'm I'm good. 
I have the ability to emotionally detach myself from this. I get kind of numb. I just go think. I, I just go mental and, uh, you know, strategize. Yeah, these piece of shit Trump cultists, though. I mean, good on Terry McAuliffe for, uh, you know, calling out the white nationalists, too. This is the kind of leadership we need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every time something like this happens, there's going to be, you, you know, you can count on, you know, the right wing is extremely predictable. That's the nice thing about stupid people, Kenny. They're generally pretty predictable. And they're going to yeah. either they're either going to find a way to blame it on the victims or they're going to say, well, you know, you stupid liberals, if you only had guns, this wouldn't have happened. Because we all know guns are, per, you know, we're, you know, are, are going to stop a fucking car. Yeah, yeah, only a good guy with a car can stop a bad guy with a car. You know, I, I, you know, and of course, like I said, they're gonna, they're gonna do whatever they can to deflect the blame because it's never about, it's never their fault. The part of your per- personal responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, it's never our fault. Um, I have uh, the video here. Um, I haven't listened to it, but I have it um, ready to go. If you want to hear Terry McAuliffe's statement, um, yes, please. You want me to play that? Yes, All right, please. here we go. And what we need to do to come Terry together. McAuliffe, Governor of the Great Commonwealth of Virginia. Today was a very sad day for our great commonwealth in the city of Charlottesville. We know there's now three fatalities today, in addition to many individuals who have been hurt. Now let me start off first by thanking all of our law enforcement officials. This could have been a much worse day today. I want to thank our local law enforcement individuals. I want to thank the first responders. I want to thank all the state police to the National Guard and everybody else who was involved in today's activities. We planned for a long time for today's incidents. I also want to give a special thank you to the clergy who are here today, who helped us on the streets. I also want to thank those courageous UVA college students yesterday who last evening surrounded the statue of Thomas Jefferson to protect that statue. And I have a message to all the white supremacists and the Nazis who came into Charlottesville today. Our message is plain and simple. Go home. You are not wanted in this great commonwealth. Shame on you. You pretend that you're patriots, that you are anything but a patriot. You want to talk about patriots, talk about Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, who brought our country together. You think about the patriots today, the young men and women, who are wearing the cloth of our country. Somewhere around the globe, they're putting their life in danger. They're patriots, you are not. You came here today to hurt people. And you did hurt people. But my message is clear, we are stronger than you. You have made our commonwealth stronger. You will not succeed. There is no place for you here. There is no place for you in America. We work here today to bring people together, to unify folks. I remind you all that we are a nation of immigrants. Unless you're Native American, the first ships that came to Jamestown, Virginia in 1607. And since that time, many people have come to our great country to unite us. Our diversity, that mosaic tile, of immigrants is what makes us so special. And we will not let anyone come here and destroy it. All right. It, it's longer than that, but that's about two and a half minutes. So I figured uh, I'll stop it there. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I will say I agree with him 100%. You are not welcome in this country. Get out. It's about time we took out the trash in this place. I I can't disagree. Kat says that something about the Nazis attacking black clergy in Charlottesville at this moment. Holy shit. This place, this they co- yeah, there's there's a fucking militia there threatening clergy. And the police aren't doing anything. You know, let me tell you that, you know, if our, if people armed with automatic weapons show up, that's the time when the police need to be, uh, fuck no. Leave. Be, or you're going to the hospital. And then jail. You know, why are we putting up with this? Wow. You know, and this is just showing how weak Trump is. Mm-hmm. That he can't, he can't bite the hand that put him in the office. He can't bite the hand that feeds him. So he puts out this statement that basically says, both sides do it. Bullshit! Bullshit. This Bullshit. is insane. You know. This is this is Trump's America. This is all him. This is all him. He emboldened these dirty fuckers when, again, you know, uh, unlike Andre Bauer claiming Trump vehemently disavowed these groups. No, he didn't. He welcomed them. He didn't want to drive them out because he didn't want to lose one fucking racist vote because the man's a racist himself. And he's got Bannon and Miller working for for him, which don't doesn't help the situation any either. Not a bit. You're hundred percent right. My God. Yeah. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> it's, this is it's, it's okay. gonna get so much worse. Yeah. Well, you know, if they want to fight, I wouldn't. It's time. They want to try. No, I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to draw battle lines, but I want to see mass incarceration. I want to see. Uh, I, I want to. Uh, you know, if there was any sign of any of these guys engaging, you know, I want. I want CCTV tapes, and you know, uh, if, if they're available from everywhere, I want. I want the FBI to look into these fuckers and see what kind of organization was going on. And, you know, I, I don't know, just fucking find a reason to drag these fuckers in and, you know, uh, find a reason to prosecute and lock them up. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't want phony charges or anything like that. But, you know, all these bastards are the way they are because they are inherently criminals. Because they're 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 ve- their very existence is in defiance of the rule of law in this country. I'm not saying, you know, they're committing thought crimes or anything like that. I'm saying they hate the law. And you know if somebody hates the law, it's somebody who wants to break the law. And if it's somebody who wants to break the law, it's probably somebody who's already broken the law. Yes. So fucking, you know, get into these rat nests and fucking flush them out. And find out who the real fucking criminals are, because I guarantee you, you'll get a lot of them. Yeah, and of course, Gorka was saying, not even two days ago, oh, just leave. 
Leave the poor white supremacists alone! <laughs> There's a special place in hell for that piece of shit. Yes, it's called the Dick. It's called the uh, Richard B. Cheney Memorial Circle of Hell. And it Adam, the, I, yes, I, I, I'm going to disagree. Dick Cheney's not that evil. So I think. So what? What are you saying? Dick Cheney goes to the Circle Reserve for traitors, and it's going to be the Sebastian Gorka Memorial Circle of Hell. Uh, no, the Donald Trump ring. I mean, because I, I will say this. I'm still, I, Dick Cheney did betray the country. He did, and, and, he and, did. But I will say, I, to to his credit, though, he did not uh, promote, endorse, or inflame, uh, you know, racist or racist or racist activity. I'm not saying he was any kind of civil rights leader. Uh, but, you know, uh, he has a daughter who's, uh, you know, uh, uh, who's gay. Uh, he didn't, you know, uh, yeah, I know the Trump, I'm sorry, the Bush administration wasn't great great for marriage equality. But still, I, I don't think this this level of evil is manifesting in such um, a grotesque way in this country under Trump that it's uh, it, it, the, the man just secretes evil. Plus, Cheney did shoot one of his own. Yes, that's right. Ostensibly by accident. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, 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 as much as I hate Dick Cheney, um, I never felt the level of hatred towards Dick Cheney that I feel towards any single member of this administration. Although I did kind of like Spicer because he was a good punching bag. Yeah, I bet you... Uh, uh... The mooch is feeling pretty stupid for basically giving up everything to, to serve. <laughs> he was the king th of shit mountain for 11 days. You know, I, I don't feel sorry for these people, though, to be perfectly honest. No. I save no. my I save my sympathies for the people who deserve it. You know, like innocent murder victims mowed down by a guy by an asshole driving a car. Yeah. So anyway, well, it looks like it's break time. It is break time. I was just putting it together uh, right now, actually. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll go. Uh, we'll try. We'll keep up with the story. But that's the basics. Three people dead. Last I read, nineteen injured. Probably more to come. And of course, uh, yeah. We, you know, like I said, I think you all are right. It's definitely going to get nasty. But you know, you know, the, the police aren't going to do anything because they're they've decided they've made the decision to align their fortunes with that of the Republican Party, which is why they get, you know, because that's how they get exception exemptions from these anti-union laws for their for their union, because they're a Republican constituency. You know, so we can't count on the cops. The FBI, we could probably count on it a bit more than than the cops, but you know, the FBI also seems to be compromised to some extent as well. That's just the way I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, we, will, we will be right back after this uh, with uh, more My Trek Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. 
total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. 
It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Lights out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That's right. We're, I am a righteous dude, and we're back, and I'm joined by other righteous dudes, including one Mr. Miles Lagan out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles Lagan out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Yes, and I'm here, and I just hit the button. You're welcome. <laughs> also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, another righteous dude, a Michelle, excuse me, Michelle Lagan. I'm I'm trying to be righteous, but I'm I'm really really upset right now. <laughs> and, and a person who is second in righteousness to me, Mr. Kenny Pick out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, yes, I'm here, and I'll I'll give you um, uh, I'm gonna give you um uh something happy, uh, uh Michelle. I'll try and cheer you up a little bit. Uh, today, um, I'll just be a couple minutes, but today my, uh, my mom came to see Susan, uh, in the dragon boat race and, and Susan's team ranked somewhere about in the middle. They did really good. Uh, but it was weird though, because they actually have been practicing and all the other prior races have been on the Cuyahoga river this year. They did it on Lake Erie on very choppy water. And they were fucking pros. They did amazing. One boat flipped today. Everybody was okay. But uh, Susan and her team just plowed through those waves. I mean, there were some a little few small white crests today on the lake. They, but they really overcame the, the new challenge. But I think they're going to try and push it back to doing it on the river. Because it's like, you know, you know uh, riding on glass on the, uh, on the river versus riding on the lake. So... 
Um, but uh, kind of a, a cute story um, about my nephews because uh, Susan's sister, her boyfriend, and my nephews Jacob and Noah were there today. And uh, Jacob, the, our, my nine-year-old nephew, is a huge car fanatic. And when he learned that my mom had a red convertible Mustang... He got very excited. <laughs> and uh, so I, I took him to show show mom uh, show him my mom's car. And he was like, wow, it's a convertible. Oh, my God, this is the coolest car. He was so excited. He was very excited. So it's kind of fun because, you know, she's never met my my mom's never met my niece uh, or my nephews. Uh, and she hasn't seen Susan's sister since our wedding, which was 19 years ago. So uh, so it, it was pretty cool to have, you know, kind of a, you know, oddball family uh, uh, gathering at the Dragon Boats. And, uh, of course, uh, we were all proud to support Susan and everything. And, by the way, we had some fantastic Lake Erie Perch today uh, at a restaurant down uh, by the lake. And uh, if I may ask, how is uh, Noah Kuhn's arm healing up? Uh, he still has the cast. Uh, apparently, he took it off this morning, uh, and uh, they had to wrap it back up. He's supposed to have it on for like two more weeks, but he took it off. And uh, um, and I said, "Did it stink?" And he's like, "He said, yeah, it smells like spoiled milk." Because <laughs> when I had a cast when I was a kid, it smelled so bad because all the you know all your dead skin and yeah. you know stays in there. And anybody who who's had a cast knows what I'm talking about. You know, you sweat in it, you you def- exfoliate in it, and uh, it's just not a not a pretty smell once uh, it comes off. Oh no, I, I I've never been in a cast before, but yeah, I can see it. You can imagine. I mean, yeah. you know how shoes smell after you know a, a day sweating. Imagine a cast for months. <laughs> I just feel bad for the little guy having to be in a cast all summer long. Yeah. So. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, and, and uh, also, um, uh, yeah, uh, idiot boy um, Trump tweeted out uh, just a few minutes ago at seven twenty-five p.m. Eastern. Condolences to the family of the young woman killed today, and best regards to all those injured in Charlottesville, Virginia. So sad! Exclamation point. We've known since the start of this show that at least three people have been killed. And he tweeted out at 725. Apparently Fox and Friends didn't put out an update for him. Well, speaking of shit, let's talk about the, you know, let's talk about the greatest American zero. No puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit. No, you're that the, the puppet. Ru- I said, I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I moved on her like a bitch. No politician in history has been treated worse or more unfairly. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. Oh, baby, that's what I said. I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not anything I'm right, but I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear Holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Ugh. So... 
He's threatening nuclear war with North Korea. Because apparently now global policy is a dick measuring contest to him. Everything's a dick measuring contest. We are officially boned. He's also threatening Venezuela now, too. What the hell? Yeah. I just... I just... (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) Can we not destroy the fucking world? Or is that too much to ask for? Okay, uh, I I do stand corrected. I'm sorry. Um, there, uh, cat corrected me, and I just verified. Uh, there are uh, the two other deaths were in the helicopter crash, but some of the reporting, you know, is just in three dead in violence in Charlottesville. The helicopter crash was not related to the violence. And uh, that's not what I read. Really. Yeah, I got to find it again. But something I read was that it it is related. It, it was, um, I don't know if the police were tracking things or, or monitoring things. And maybe they got shot down by the right wingers because they don't want to be tracked. Don't know. But that's a big mistake by the white supremacists. When you attack the police, that re- any sympathy you had from uh, police officers vanishes when you take out one of their own. Which is sad because their job is to protect and serve. Yeah. You know, when we say serve mm-hmm. officers, we don't mean like in that one episode of the Twilight Zone, it's a cookbook! No, that's not what we mean when we say to serve man. Uh, up, up to an hour ago uh, from, uh, it, well, no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the New York Post. That's my first mistake. Um... Mm, doesn't say right off. It says it was in a residential over a residential area when it crashed. But anyway, Adam, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail what you were uh, talking about. So no, go it, ahead. It's 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 fine. I I just you know, I just saw the opportunity to make a Twilight Zone joke and went for it. So let's get to this. His statement about North Korea. <sighs> North Korea, best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. He has been very threatening uh, beyond a normal statement. And as I said, they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This guy has no idea what the fuck he's doing. As Seriously. if he's never heard of Hiroshima or Nagasaki, right? Well, it's, I mean, but he doesn't even realize the geopolitical implications of an attack on North Korea. Because us attacking North Korea, if we declare war on North Korea, China declares war on us. They do not want a unified Korean peninsula because that means democracy is right on their doorstep. And they do not want their people getting a taste of democracy. That's the only thing that's keeping them from pulling the plug on the on 
Kim Jong-un's regime is that they do not want a unified Korean peninsula. They do not want democracy on their border. They see North Korea as a buffer. So we bomb North Korea, China bombs us. And even if, you know, let's, you know, North Korea, that's even if we don't have, you know, even if there aren't nukes involved, millions of people are going to die in Korea, in South Korea alone. And that's before we start tallying up the dead from the DMZ, which, spoiler alert, is where our men and women are at. Yeah, like 28 thou? Minimum. My dad did three tours in Korea. All right, I know what I'm talking about when I talk about this because that was something whenever he was gone in Korea. It's like, you know, hopefully Kim Jong-il doesn't do something stupid. This was before, of course, Kim Jong-il, you know, bought it. But he doesn't even realize picking this fight means picking a fight with China. China is on the verge of, of telling Un, you're done. They see him. They see him as just as unstable as Trump, but he's the bigger problem right now because he's right there. And attacking, everything I'm seeing, I'm sorry. Mom, I'm just saying. On? I've seen some some articles that that say that uh, China is already warning North Korea that if you initiate, we're done. We're we're not back. Well, see, see, and that's the thing is that if they do follow through this on, on this threat to to shoot missiles at Guam. Uh, yeah, China will probably sit this one out and just say, you know, tell America, just keep it out of our country, please. You know, but if we just preemptively bomb them, especially with nuclear weapons, uh, China will, will, you know, will side with North Korea. You know, if, well, if, we, if we're the aggressor, and, yeah, I can if see we're, China. That's what I'm saying is that if we're the aggressor, China will will side with North Korea because one, we're the aggressor, and two, they do not want a unified Korean Peninsula. They don't want that. You know, because then they're going to have Japan across the sea of the Sea of Japan. They're going to have a democratic, you know, Korea. A unified Democrat Korean Peninsula and wh- whoever else is around them, they do not want that because, like I said, they know they know the the, uh, the Chinese government knows they're living in borrowed time, and they're only going to be they're only you know th- I'm sorry, Miles. I'm gonna say I'm not sure South Korea wants a united peninsula. North Korea is such a hole in the ground; it would drag their economy into the dirt. Well, what are we supposed to do with it if we if we do? I, I know if, I'm not saying know, we're I'm not talking about what to do with it. I'm only pointing out that let's just say you live in Enterprise, Alabama, right? And you've got a thanks for reminding me of my you. personal hell, Miles. I always appreciate when you you're, go out you're, you're most do that. welcome. And, and you've Oops. got some other little podunk town next to you that is just an absolute abyss of of government, city government. You know, and you look at that, and you look, oh my God, I'm glad we're not them. And all of a sudden, Enterprise says, you know what? They're so bad, we're going to annex them and straighten them out. And now you're like, oh, my God. I'm just saying. Yeah. But again, Michelle, you know, I'm sorry. Yes, Kay. No, um, Michelle kind of had an update. I read this, too. But, Michelle, did you want to read the update from CBS real quick? Oh, 
Yeah, this is just a quick sentence. It says, officials told the Associated Press that the crash was linked to the rally, although they did not elaborate on how the, cla- the crash was connected. And uh, Kat responded with the other part, that the helicopter crashed in a wooded area near a golf course, about seven miles southwest of where the attack occurred. It was involved in a search for and detention of the attacker and in clearing the attack scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if they find bullet holes in that chopper. Let me rephrase that. Well, when it's under investigation. They find, when they find bullet holes in that chopper. Yeah. All wow. right. So. So anyway, I'm sorry. It's Please fine. continue at it. Well, you know, it, it, but you know, if you you want my opinion on the North Korea thing, um, unification of North and South Korea is not going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, and this is where this is the thing that we get accused of. And um, sometimes it's good when we do it. Sometimes it's bad when we do it. But there needs to be a regime change in North Korea. But how does that happen? I don't think it should be a hot war, obviously. But I think we need to encourage people within the nation to to do whatever they can. I mean, because, you know, I, I was talking about this on the show on Turn Up the Night last night. I watched a video from Asian Boss about what um, what North, Kore- North Koreans think, uh, what they used to think of Americans, and now what they truly know about Americans, and what they thought they knew about freedom, and once they left North Korea what freedom really is. And, you know, I don't mean to say that in a, in a platitude, you know, type way. Oh, we're, we're about freedom. These are, you know, they're these three young men from North Korea in their own words. They were like, I couldn't believe the freedom that people had in the United States or even in South Korea. You know, you get in trouble if you watch, uh, you know, the wrong movie or TV show in, uh, in North Korea. You know, you, if you show too much cleavage, you know, you get arrested. If you wear jeans, they will make you take your jeans off and walk home in your underwear because jeans, blue jeans are considered too American. So it really with that going on, um, that level, it really has to be an internal revolution. And I think we need to do whatever we can. And China needs to do whatever they can. And Japan needs to do whatever they can. The U.N. needs to do whatever they can about trying to somehow get a sea change going without a hot war. And it's not going to happen when you have idiot boy Trump incapable of any kind of diplomacy in giving the exact response that Kim Jong-un wants. You know, as Anna Navarro said the other day on, on Twitter, she said, you know, Kim Jong-un and uh, uh, Trump are in a yo-mama contest you know that's all they're doing so it's going to take some really smart people to come up with some really smart solutions as to how to infiltrate uh, the you know the north korean society with um uh you know uh, people who you know and let them know look things can be a lot better if you just stand up for yourselves but again it's a police state. It's a military state. 
so I don't even know where that begins, but um, you know uh, that that's that's how it has to to happen. And you know we we need to encourage with uh, you know um, as best we can, uh, maybe with uh, monetary support or you know uh, food aid, whatever. Um, you know, just infiltrate the society and try and uh, get some kind of change. But, you know, I think that's a long ways away. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, let, let's go back in time. I plutonium uh, plutonium up the DeLorean. Uh, let's go back in time to uh, one of the Republican presidential debates. And uh, uh, I believe this one was 2016, where Trump reveals he has no fucking clue about nuclear weapons. So uh, here we go. Dr. Carson just referenced the single most important job of the president, the command, the control, and the care of our nuclear forces. And he mentioned the triad. The B-52s are older than I am. The missiles are old. The submarines are aging out. It's an executive order. It's a commander-in-chief decision. What's your priority among our nuclear triad? Well, first of all, I think we need somebody absolutely that we can trust, who's totally responsible, who really knows what he or she is doing that is so powerful and so important. And one of the things that I'm frankly most proud of is that in 2003, 2004, I was totally against going into Iraq because you're going to destabilize the Middle East. I called it. I called it very strongly. And it was very important. But we have to be extremely vigilant and extremely careful when it comes to nuclear. Nuclear changes the whole ballgame. Frankly, I would have said, get out of Syria, get out. If we didn't have the power of weaponry today, the power is so massive that we can't just leave areas that 50 years ago or 75 years ago, we wouldn't care. It was hand-to-hand -hand combat. The biggest problem this world has today is not President Obama with global warming, which is inconceivable. This is what he's saying. The biggest problem we have today is nuclear, nuclear proliferation, and having some maniac, having some madman go out and get a nuclear weapon. That's, in my opinion, that is the single biggest problem that our country uh, faces. Uh, of the right three now. legs of the triad, though, do you have a priority? Because I want to go to Senator Rubio well, I, after I think, that. And I think ask him. to me, nuclear is just the, the power, the devastation is very important to me. He has no idea what the fuck the nuclear triad is. It's an 80s cover band, right? <laughs> that, that was funny. But, no, seriously. I, I, hat, hat tip Marco Rubio, because Marco Rubio thought it, it made that joke. Oh, well, he, I, you know, look, there are some Republicans who can be legitimately funny. I mean, I heard some of Anton Scalia stuff, and when he was, you know, he may have been a right-wing asshole, but, uh, you know, he could be a witty man, given, the, you know, given, depending on the situation. But he has, no, he does not know... The, I'm most concerned with the, the, the incredible power and devastation. He basically looks at nuclear weapons as a form of compensation for his limp dick. Yeah. That's the easiest I, way to put it. I'm going to share a picture in the chat room with everybody from the, so you don't have to visit the website, Gateway Pundit. I'm going to leave in the uh, you'll you'll what you'll be able to see is the title of the story in the link uh, in the link at the top of the page. All right. And um, but you you won't be able. Well, well, and, and then you'll see what the uh, body of the story is. Um, and uh, I think you'll all appreciate this very much. So uh, regarding the identity of the uh, 
um, the driver. So, uh, but yeah, just just keep an eye out for this. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the chat room momentarily. Very good, very good. But uh, yeah, I mean, this guy. We warned you about this guy, and I hate to keep. I know I sound like, uh, you know, I know I sound like a broken record, Michelle. But I can't resist point out. We warned you about this guy. We said this guy is a fucking moron. We said if you put this guy in charge, you are going to regret it. And sure enough, he's picking yeah. a fight with Kim Jong Un. Yep. But we we all knew it. And and the sad thing is, there are still people out there that are supporting all of this crap. And. We like I'm, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, we like him because uh because he pisses off people we don't like. That's the, I mean you, name one. No, I have yet to see a Trump supporter be able to give a legitimate a policy reason to support him. They just like him because he pisses off liberals, and that them makes it worth it. He's just, I'm like not a hundred percent sure that the uh, we Trump like supporters good. are sorry. That Trump is uh, president yet? Some of them are. Um, not until they get hit. Not until not until they get hit in the wallet. They well, won't got, be sorry until they're hit. They get hit. You have that one woman on the border who's about to end up in Mexico because of the border wall. She regrets. I okay. mean, regret. Yeah. Brace yourselves. Brace brace yourselves. Buyer's remorse is coming. You know that's why. I know. I'm I not heard talking about, about the fringe. I'm talking about the bulk. Yeah, I heard about I read I heard I read this article on CNN talking about the ten most likely Senate seats to flip, and if if this were a normal presidency, I'd agree with that list. I would say yes, Joe Donnelly in Indiana is in danger. I would say yes, Tammy uh, Tammy Baldwin Wisconsin is in danger. Yes, Claire McCaskill Missouri is. In this is not a normal administration. This is not a normal presidency, and. I find it hard to believe that the American people are going to say, not just go for the status quo, but give them even more power by expanding the Republican Senate majority. I just don't see it. You know, I I don't see it, Kenny. What what about you? I mean, like I said, if this were if no. this were if this were a normal administration. You know, I think that, you know, I think this article would be accurate if it were, say, during the first Bush term. You know, yeah, but this is not a normal presidency. He's he hasn't passed any major legislation. His foreign policy is basically suck our dick or we're going to bomb you. And, you know. That may play well with the idiots, but you're right, Miles. Once the economic consequences start, which are going to start sooner rather than later, I think you know. Like I said, I think we're going to start seeing seeing some seats, you know, lean towards us. You know, I um, think I would like. The, I was just going to say I would like for the economic pain that I'm expecting to happen later rather than sooner. Only just so that it makes it that much more difficult for them to go, eh, it's Obama's fault. But we want it to happen as close to the elections as possible so people are mad at the Republicans. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, I'd rather I, it I'm happen just, like, you know, March of next year. Yeah. I'm just saying that this article presupposes that this is a normal administration, that circumstances are normal. And nor under normal circumstances, yes. 
those Senate seats would be in danger of flipping. But you can't read tea leaves with this administration. And if he does succeed in igniting World War III, I don't think the American people are going to give him a Republican Congress and a Republican Senate. I, I really don't. I think they're going to want to check because he's got the courts in his pocket already. Uh, I think that they will send an Amer. I, I think they will send a Democrat. I think the the. Uh, I think that if things progress as they are now, the best case scenario for Republicans will be a split Senate, fifty fifty. Worst case scenario would probably be, you know, flip the numbers, you know, 40, 48 to 52 for the, you know, with us, with 52. Now, but, as fast you know, as uh, Trump is declining, this presidency, the way he's driving this country, now I can see we're We're, we're, we're a few minutes late. Yeah, we're a few minutes late, but, you know, I will say that if Trump resigns before the midterms, then it's a whole different ballgame. And, and I would say then that CNN article goes back in the play as being pretty accurate. You know, Mike Pence has all the charisma and personality of a tomato. But I think things I like would tomatoes. be... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what what vegetable do you hate? Oh, like a okra. dead fish head. Okra. Okay. Oh, as, as, he has, asparagus? Asparagus. He, my point is oh, he has asparagus no... asparagus is great. Mike Pence has no charisma, no personality, but he's not the unstable lunatic that Trump is. So I think that Americans would be, you know, kind of be lulled into this false security. And therefore, uh, you know, we'll give him a couple more years. But I think that at this point, the best case scenario for Republicans is a deadlocked Senate. Anyway, we'll be right back after this for the hour, hour two of Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
The show starts in two minutes. starts in one minute. Show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. That I, mom's having trouble, so I was, I was, uh. No worries. No All worries. right, sorry about that. We're oh, back. Dear. Uh, one second. I got to close the door to Studio B. Standing by. 
Okay. Sorry about that. It's just uh, I go to use the, the bathroom and get a drink, and she's like, I need this, I need that, I need this. And, of course, she's not doing too well today, so I can't say no. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. All right, let's get to it. I think we're going to skip American Taliban this week. Uh, we may play a couple of goodies, but uh, let's keep talking about uh, the possible nuclear war with Korea. <laughs> you know, a smart man, Miles, would say something like, uh, I ain't touching that garbage fire. But we touch garbage fires on Mike Check Radio all the time. Um, okay, well, here's my take. Now, I don't see Trump as the kind that would um, be the first to launch. He talks a big game, he rattles the sword, but I feel that's more of a posturing, more of a way to um, boost his polls, which are sinking horribly. He wants to be seen as big, tough, and strong, but when it comes to pulling the trigger, going down in history on that, I'm not so sure Trump has what it takes. Now, I, I don't think on the cares. Korean side, what? I don't think he cares about how history views him. I think he just cares about being in the history books. I think Trump cares very much about how he's perceived and looked at. He doesn't like being mocked. He doesn't like being made fun of. In the moment. The man lives for the moment. He doesn't... He's not looking at the long game. He wants your love now. I get it. But he's got advisors around him that... All right, I mean... But if they if, they if he don't were tell to go to what... the person holding the football and say pull the trigger, and and uh, wow, I don't know that that person would do it. I mean that would practically be flat out an illegal order. Uh, not no. He has no choice but to obey that. Or or Trump just fires him and orders the next person. Or fi- and when they say no, he fires them and orders the next person until he finally gets I someone get who will follow the order. I get it. I'm not saying he won't eventually find someone that gets that order, but I'm just saying it, it could be a delay. Now, if you're if if Trump is as psychopathic as you're saying, uh, I don't know. But the the Korean thing, I don't know that the people in Korea are that suicidal as to provoke America to into attack. If they were to strike first, as it were, because we would pave them from one side of that peninsula to the other. And th- th- that would be a, that's a lose lose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, um, if, if, if uh, I, I know, I'm, I know this is like kind of fast and loose tonight with the news and everything, but if you don't mind, I have a couple updates I, I want to share uh, regarding right. the attack in Virginia. Um, uh, just in, to nobody's surprise, the cowardly shitbags over a gateway pundit pulled the fake news that smeared an innocent dude. Uh, in the attack and printed no retraction. That was the picture that I shared with everybody. The link now, it, it's still out there if you do a news search for the guy's name. I'm not going to say his name, but I have a screen cap saved of the news story. And again, I shared it in the chat room. It shows the headline of the story in in the in the um, top of the screen grab, you know, in the you know URL bar. And then it says, not found error 404 
No fucking retraction after smearing wow. an innocent man. Gateway pundit, you were the biggest fucking pieces of shit, fake news, motherfuckers. And you, cowards. Oh, I mean, oh, cowards. Cowardly pieces of shit. And, uh, and oh, my God. Oh. So um, also, Kat had, uh, has shared a link. Uh, she says, wow, this is a nice little ray of sunshine. Um, there is a Twitter account. Uh, and uh, it's um, at AK underscore injustice. Um, Nazis love Trump is, is, their, is the, their account name. Um, they shared a whole bunch of pictures. Um, <clears throat> well, they, they, I think they retweeted something from, uh, yes, you're racist. Um, it says, if you recognize any of the Nazis marching in Charlottesville, send me their names and profiles and I'll make them famous. Good night. Hashtag good night. All right. And, um, they have, uh, shared pictures and outed several of the people, uh, in the protest pictures. Uh, the, if in, uh, just click on the link that cat shared, or go to uh, twitter.com forward slash AK underscore injustice and look for that status. So we've identified quite a few people so far. Good. Hope All good. right. So let's go to, uh, you know, of course, people on Fox are, are egging him on. Here's a Fox analyst. Uh, you know what? New rule from now on. They're not analysts. Fox doesn't have analysts. They have anal They're cysts. They're anal cysts? Yes, thank you. There you go. All, all in favor? Carried unanimously. Yes. <laughs> is there any good option, General? Yes. What is it? Go back on nuclear alert at Guam with B-2s and B-52s. Negotiate with South Korea and put our theater nuclear forces back on alert. South Korea, as they had when I was a DCS operations intelligence for Pacific Air Forces, increase our THAAD force structure in South Korea, build up our Air Force and Naval and Marine Corps forces in the region, and declare, and get this one, Sean, declare any missile launches from North Korea have to be, uh, we say, are hostile because of what Kim Jong-un said about attacking Guam, and we will hit them as a target before they get airborne. He must make sure that we will no longer tolerate that he launch any more missiles because of his declaration to hit Guam, and we don't know where they're going to go until they've been in the air for a while. So, so we have no choice. So basically, start World War Three. That's what this, this anal cyst is telling Hannity. Now, now I'm going to spoil this. In this series of clips, Hannity is actually trying desperately to be the voice of reason. <laughs> I know, right? That's cute. I know, right? <laughs> Sean, do you smell toast? Please stay away from oh, sharp no, instruments. Not, not that. There we go. Do you smell toast? That too. <laughs> that is true. The, the warning. Please stay away from sharp instruments for three weeks after viewing this film and do not operate heavy equipment. Thank you. Oh, all right. Here we go. Cut to. And by the way, if one if one artillery round comes out of North Korea onto Seoul, he gets our full nuclear retaliatory capability. Make sure he understands that. 
that artillery is no longer valid because when we retaliate, we're going to retaliate with nuclear weapons. But when I say no good option, and I want to get to, to General Patterson in a second, when I say no good option, if we have to strike, even if we have a coalition of the willing, if we have to strike, we're going to incinerate that place. The nuclear fallout, correct me if I'm wrong, even if we'd, we'd use, you know, buster, uh, bunker bombs and other, other technologies, is, is the fallout potential is dramatic. Slay said, Hanny's like, what part of no good options don't you understand, you moron? Again, Sean Hannity being the smart man in the room and the and the voice of reason for once in his life. Don't worry, it won't last long. <laughs> wow. I, 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 Miles, Miles. You got an echo, you're buddy. You're echoing, buddy. It's my fault. My mic was open, sorry. Oh, no. That, it was kind of cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right. All right. Next to the anal cyst. <sighs> I mean, potentially, am I right or overstating the fact that millions could potentially die here? Yeah, but they'll be mostly North Koreans. What about South Koreans? What about the Japanese? What about nuclear fallout making its way to China? You, you can... can contain that look how many how, how do you contain nuclear bombs. fallout though how do you do that well you you contain it with with air bursts and the size of the weapons look how mm -hmm. many weapons we dropped on japan and we were in there weeks later okay let me i'm not, I'm not saying it's not going to be a problem but it's a problem that we can handle compared to the nuclear weapons hitting u.s cities this president has been left with zero options in my opinion and the fact is, is unless he starts taking these actions, and the things I said I would do them, except for the two of recalling the Congress and PATO, Secretary Treaty Organization, I would do in secret. The Russians and Chinese will pick it up with their satellite. All right. So, but, but General, millions of people die. North Koreans, there's still people! They are. They're still human beings, Mr. Right to Life. Yeah, that's a little inconvenient thing, huh? You know, they didn't get to pick this guy. And you're talking about incinerating them in a sea of nuclear fire just so you can feel macho, you know, and feel like, you know, you, you, you finally had an erection for the first time in 30 years. That guy's a total shill for the war industry. It's sad that I have to say Sean Hannity is right. <laughs> I should not be saying those oh, words. No, you don't understand just how much this hurts me, Miles. It's like someone kicked me in the mental balls. Having to say Sean Hannity is right. That Sean Hannity is know, being the reasonable person. It's like... <laughs> like getting a Christmas gift in August? That kind of bad? 
Uh, well, I, I was going to say that for nerd talk. How did you know? How did you know it got here? <laughs> I see. There are spies everywhere. <laughs> All right. We'll talk, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But next, uh, Fox's Brian Kilmeade, or as I like to call him, Dillweed. <sighs> Dickweed. Whatever. Talking. Yeah. Trump was right. You know, I mean. <laughs> the Choker is literally running Arkham Asylum, Kenny. I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, by the way, I think we might have the identity of the driver. I'm not going to say anything until I can completely confirm it. All right. But uh, there is an Ohio motor vehicle registration. Uh-huh. Uh, to uh, a man in Maumee, Ohio, in Lucas County um, that has shown up. I will say this. So far, the suspect is a white male. Uh, looks like he's um, in his 20s. And I'm not going to say his name because I want to make sure that this is legit. But right. it's looking pretty legit so far. Right. See, we here at Indy Media Weekly Radio operate under what is known as journalistic standards, air quotes. And, we're, and we're, there was a yeah, there were Snapchat screenshot, uh, screenshots uh, uh, made of the arrest. Um, they're very blurry, but uh, it, it looks like this is the dude who surrendered himself to authorities. I will share the story in the chat room, uh, but I don't. Um, uh, uh, we're not going to say on air until this is confirmed. No, I, I, I think that's the right move. All right, Brian Dickweed. Meanwhile, four minutes after the hour, it was yesterday, what was but to be an opioid conference when uh, a soundbite came out, which was not carried live, of the President of the United States responding to the latest threats from North Korea. And people were taken North aback Korea. by the rhetoric. I believe it was right on target after almost from the day the president became president-elect, North Korea has been in uh, our face. They seem to be wanting this confrontation, and yesterday the president had reached his limit. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Okay, so they're egging him on because they know he watches them and they want to feel important. So they're stroking his ego. <laughs> his thingy. Yeah. You know, um, yes, North Korea has been testing him. That's what they do every time. They want the attention. They want the legitimization. And he's giving them everything they want. Everything they want. Yeah. No they doubt. don't care about Guam. They just want to know they got under his skin. And he telegraphs it every single time. We're dealing with a fucking... T I'm sorry. My nephew is a toddler, and he has much thicker skin than Donald Trump. 
I'm sorry, Kai. Uncle Adam loves you. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right, last one before we go on a break. We'll keep. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, but we want. I want to get the nerd talk. Uh, remember how I said Sean Hannity being the smart guy and the, the voice of reason will be short lived. Broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm, here we go. <laughs> ah, good deal. Freeze, dismantle. Of course, Bill Clinton was naive. He turned uh-huh, out to be it's all completely Bill wrong. Why? Because in 1998, North Korea, they test-fired a long-range missile. By 2006, North Korea conducted their first nuclear test. And then, under the Obama administration, the North Korean threat increased rapidly and literally have turned this into a crisis point that President... And we're going to pause. Notice what he did there. He talked about 2006. Notice what he didn't mention. Would anyone like to take a guess? Uh, let, let's do this. Uh, uh, Miles, what important fact about 2006 did he leave out? Um, nothing's coming to mind. 2006. I mean, we were already in the Iraq War. Uh-huh. The economy hadn't collapsed yet. Uh-huh. It's very simple. You will. You will. Oh you wait! Will the fit. Democrats took the uh, the Democrats took the election in two thousand six. <laughs> no, we had we had the House. That's when Pelosi took over. Uh-huh, well, two thousand seven. But, but you're, you're still not quite there yet. All right, we're, we're, Michelle. Well, what important fact is Sean Hannity glossing over? I am at a loss at this mo- at the moment. Sorry. <laughs> Just right. tell us. Well, how it, really no one got it? He mentions Clinton. He mentions Obama. He doesn't mention that Bush was president in two thousand six. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I, I'm sorry. I I, I was actually doing it. research, so I ha- no, I okay. have an excuse. I was doing research. So. I, I, I mean, yeah, that that went over my head too. So <laughs> I thought we were all on board on the gags. See, I thought you guys were being facetious. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the sort of journalism we get from Fox is it's all Bill Clinton. Again, part of your personal, personal responsibility. They did it. Nothing is ever the Republicans' fault. Ever. Right. It's the well, Democrats' George fault. George Bush wasn't a true uh, Republican. That's what they you always know, do, too. All teabaggers can tell you that. Every, every time they fuck things up, well, it's because he wasn't a real Republican. If he was a real Republican, you know... We would all have unicorns that fart glitter and shit solid gold. Flying cars. Flying cars. I will say, as uh, going into Everpedia on the background information on the prime suspect right now, uh, I'm. Uh, will anybody be shocked uh, if this turns out to be the guy? He's a registered Republican. What? <laughs> I'm trying to find his Facebook page, uh, so I, I'm seriously I'm I'm all over this like uh, like me on, on a cheeseburger. You're all over this like me like on a du- cheeseburger, like dumb on a Republican. Yeah, and I will say this: there is a screenshot of the driver from the, taken from a, a, a video, one of the many videos, and um, it looks just like it, it, it's it's blurry. But it looks just like 
the guy's face in the picture in the article. All right. Well, I so mean, the, gonna... the, the eyes, nose, and mouth look identical, even though it's blurry. It's it's kind of like once you see a face, and then you're like, yeah, it's it's pretty close up. It's blurry, but it's pretty close up. So I think we're we're pretty close to being able to reveal this guy's identity, but I'm not going to do it until a major news source. No, does. no, no. And I, like I said, I agree with you because again, here in Indie Media Weekly, we have strict journalistic standards, which is more than we can say for any Reich wing uh, news outlet. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with this uh, with uh, this course of <clears throat> uh, action. Yeah. So. All right. All right. We'll be right back after this with more news and then uh, nerd talk soon. I promise. Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You didn't tell me he'd gone this crazy. He's really stepped it up a notch. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That is absolutely untrue. I am not the thing. You're a thing. Yes, I am a thing, but not the thing. Anyway, join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio, Mr. Miles Ligon. Yes, I am. You're all night. You're you're a little low. Can you uh, amp up? Sorry, I was just singing. I didn't Hi. mean to do that. You're welcome. It's fine. <laughs> what can I say? I say you're welcome. Also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM Dungeon Master Mike Trick Radio, Michelle Legon. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just wish my DM powers extended into the real world, and I could fix everything. <laughs> that, that is true. And uh, joining us out of Cleesburg, Ohio, the TM Talisman Master of Mike Trick Radio, Kenny Pick, in for all three hours. That is correct, and uh, I am still all over this story. I'm trying to confirm this guy's identity, so uh, if I am a little um, uh, absent, uh, I'm I'm here. 
I'm it's just okay. doing uh, doing my due diligence. Right, which again we encourage. And, and uh, Caitlin was saying, you know, uh, when I mentioned we we operate under journalistic standards, she, she mentions none of us have a journalism degree. Well, you don't have to have a journalism degree to practice journalism uh, journalistic standards. Um, you know, I. I So just, uh, ju- you know, well, like I said, I-, I take pride in trying to be as accurate as possible. We're not Fox News. So, uh, but uh, also, I will be on Tim Coromol, uh tomorrow for Francie. Francie can't make it. Um, so I will be taking over since I'm off this whole weekend. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. And so there we go. Uh, I'll, and I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it next week, so this works out just fine. I still get to be on Tim Cornwall's show. So, yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's get uh, to uh, Gorky Pig again. A man I cannot stand talking about the. Uh, What the hell, Michigan, is going on here? Uh, anyway. Everything is uh, under control. Here we go. Well, let's talk about a different kind of partners. Let's talk about the mosque in Minneapolis that was attacked. We've heard from Governor Mark Dayton calling it a terror attack, this attack that took place over the weekend. Will the White House be commenting on it? Oh, when we have some kind of uh, finalized investigation, absolutely. So, you know, all, there's, a gr- there's a great rule. All initial reports are false. You have to check them. You have to find out who the perpetrators are. We've had a series of crimes committed, alleged hate crimes by right-wing individuals in the last six months that turned out to actually have been propagated by the left. So let's wait and see. Let's allow the local authorities to provide their assessment, and then the White House will make its comments. But sir, the president commented on an attack that took place in London just a couple months ago before we had additional information confirming exactly what happened. Well, sometimes an attack is unequivocally clear for what it is. When somebody shouts Allah Akbar as they're stabbing a police officer, it's pretty clear it's not a case of the mafia robbing a bank. Wouldn't you say so? So you think... Uh, okay, so... When it when it's when it's something that you know now that it looks like you know that this mosque bombing was a terror attack by a right wing Trump supporter, we gotta take it slow and please dig up some proof it wasn't one of us for the love of God. But when if it's something he perceives as being liberal, oh, oh, that that's it. Case closed. Yeah. Yeah, the double standard is very clear. <laughs> Am I double? Not anymore. You're good. Yes, double standard and double voice. But uh, you know, like I said, it's amazing. You know, he's contorting himself like this. (sighs) I hate him so much. And again, this is a guy. (laughs) This is a guy with proven Nazi links proven armin apparently didn't like that i pointed that out but he i mean kenny call me let's do something crazy kenny i think you're a nazi what do you do um i'm not okay he won't even say that 
They're facts. <laughs> they're facts. He wore he wore their medal and their uniform to the inauguration. They claim him as one of their own. Someone accuses me of being affiliated with a Nazi sympathizing group. I'm like, fuck you. My grandfather, my grandfather would have died to beat those bastards if it if it came to that. Yeah. You insult me with that accusation, sir. So I strongly suggest you back off or I'm going to clock your ass. Oh, no. Suddenly he's quiet. And less of an obnoxious asshole than usual. Curious that. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, not so much curious as in expected. I'm just saying, someone accuses me of being a Nazi. You're gonna be lucky if you just get me saying no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I forgot. We got, we got the, we forgot this earlier. Remember when Donald Trump did his likes of which thing? Apparently, that's one of his favorite phrases, uh, because Brian Williams' show did, made this montage. The likes of which nobody has seen ever in this country. The likes of which there has never been. Things that you have never seen. You've never, ever, ever, ever seen. The likes of which. The likes of which. The likes of which the world has never, never seen, seen before. before. The likes of which the likes of which the likes of which the world has never seen before. Actually, the world has never seen before. There is nothing to compete. There's never been anything like this. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Fire, fury and frankly power the likes of which this world has never seen before. The likes of which we have never had. Things will happen to them like they never thought possible. It will be an event, the likes of which nobody's seen before, what will happen in North Korea. All right. So, yeah, it seems to be his new uh, catchphrase, Michelle. I, I, yeah. that's one of the the, the troubling things about him is how often he repeats certain phrases. I mean, there are... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time articulating. It's okay. (laughs) You know, that that tends to happen when confronted with mind-numbing stupidity. All right. uh, I guess he could be stupider. I guess he could be stupider. Well, yeah, he could... I thought I'll, I'll say for things that the world has never seen before is a presidency under this level of investigation ah, there we go. that uh, looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Inconceivable. No. God damn this fat thing. I guess I could be stupider, but it'd be hard. All right. Uh, we also missed this. I think this is going to be the end of North Korea talk, but uh, Jim Jeffress. Uh, I'm going to softball this in for you you can't use christianity to justify dropping nuclear weapons on anyone can't do it can't do it oh hell no here's a cut one 
An evangelical advisor to President Trump claiming God has given him the authority to take out North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. Pastor Jeffress citing the Bible's Book of Romans 13, which says in part, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. But not every religious leader agrees with that interpretation. Here for a discussion, that pastor, Robert Jeffress, and Fox News religious contributor, Father Jonathan Morris, joins us here in New York. Okay. Romans was about, you know, the Romans and their persecution of the Christians. Yeah. This guy is, it's, it's typical um, contortionism to try and warp the Bible to fit what your agenda is. So that, I, that's how I see it. Just a little cherry picking. That's all. Yeah. Well, yeah. if 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 you're that much of a manipulator of the words and stuff like that, you could take almost any portion of the Bible and twist it to your own use. I mean, I would never try to do it because, frankly, that's you know, I have too much other stuff to do, not enough time to do it. So that would be silly. But you can you can take the Bible and pretty well manipulate it any ways you want to. Yeah. It contradicts right. itself so much within its passages. It says bats are birds and rabbits chew cud. Come on. Come on! All right, wait, we got one more clip from this. From this. Uh, Pastor Jeffers, uh, you certainly gave the internet something to uh, talk about and melt down <laughs> over yesterday. Explain why you say that God has given President Trump the authority to attack North Korea. There is a great deal of confusion among Christians when it comes to this, this idea of using force to topple evil. And I wanted to clarify that I believe the Bible, especially Romans 13, does give President Trump moral authority to use whatever force necessary, including assassination or even war, to topple an evil dictator like Kim Jong-un. And uh, I believe the Bible is very clear about that. And while President Trump prefers a diplomatic solution to this problem, He's been talking about diplomacy for 19 years with North Korea. Mm -hmm. He's also willing to do whatever it takes to keep America safe. And one thing I know about President Trump after being around him for the last two years is this. Unlike his predecessor, when President Donald Trump draws a red line, he's not going to erase it, move away from it, or back down from it. Okay. And we ought to thank God every day we have a courageous leader like President Trump okay. in the White House. Okay, Pastor Jeffers. Uh, I, I'm no. sorry, Pastor. I can't hear you over the sound of you giving Donald Trump a blowjob. Oh, no. You got to do that. No. I'm so, oh, dear. I'm going to the corner. Uh, it's all right. Well, uh, when you when you wrap this up, I um, I'm ready. Uh, uh, the Washington Post has confirmed. The identity of the driver of the car. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. All right. Uh, you you want to keep you want to finish this up and and I'll do that. Or do you want me to do it now? Uh, let's do it now. Wait. All right. Um, so yeah. from the Washington Post, uh, this is uh, by Joe Helm, Ellie Silverman, uh, T. Reese Shapiro, and Emma Brown. Con obviously, many writers updating this um, from the Washington Post story: one dead. 
19 injured uh, as car strikes crowds along route of white nationalist rally in Charlottesville. I don't know if that 19 injured is still correct, but um, it, it's been, it looks like it's been continual updated, but they might want to update that headline. Cause cat said it was looking like 35. Um, all right. So here it is. The car is registered to 20 year, uh, 20 year old, James Alex Fields of Ohio. I believe it's James Alex Fields Jr. According to vehicle registration records reviewed by the Washington Post. Um, uh, Albemarle Charlotte Regional Jail Superintendent Martin Coomer told the Post that a man with the same name and age was booked Saturday on suspicion of second-degree murder, malicious wounding, failure to stop for an accident involving death, and hit-and-run. Coomer said Fields is being held without bail. Records show Fields last lived in Maumee, Ohio, about 15 miles southwest of Toledo. Angela Taylor, a spokeswoman from the University of Virginia Medical Center, said 19 others were brought to the hospital in the early afternoon after the car barreled through uh, the pedestrian mall. Five were in critical condition as of Saturday evening. Another 14 were hurt in this in street brawls, city officials said. So maybe that's where that modified number came from. So there you go. That's the um, the car was registered to twenty years old, twenty year old James Alex Fields of Ohio, uh, from Maumee. and uh, also uh, I'm finding out that he was active duty Army and a registered Republican. So. And this this reporting, once again, comes to us from the Washington Post. I don't remember the last time I saw a retraction on a story from the Washington Post. That was the car registration, and it was confirmed. They're saying that it was confirmed by Martin Coomer, who was the Charlottesville Regional Jail Superintendent, that the man with the, the same name and of the same age was arrested as to, uh, you know, uh, again, the, the car was registered to somebody of the same name and same age. Alex Fields, um, James Alex Fields Jr. You know, I it, don't like saying names of these killers, but I want everybody to find out every last bit of little information they can. Uh, Everpedia is, uh, has so much information on this guy. It's it's just crazy. Well, see, and I'm hoping that if, you know, obviously this is a terrible tragedy, but maybe this will cause the Army to tighten standards because, they, you know, they were allowing in a lot of people with Nazi ties, provable Nazi ties, mm-hmm. just because they were desperate for people wanting to fight in Iraq. Yeah. So Well, oh, and it says from August 18th to December 11th, um, 2015... He was listed as active duty uh, of the army, so that was or that was two years ago. Did it mention a rank? No, it doesn't. I mean, it it, it can't be very high if it's only from August to December of 2015. Yeah, but if he's an officer, that could that could indicate some serious corruption. He's only he's only twenty. Yeah, but you if you so, if you go right, so he's probably enlisted. But you grad if you go if you you know you if you're an officer, you graduate from college with the rank of of second lieutenant. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that 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 stuff will come out. It does. There's no information on that right he's now. Probably, so he's probably enlisted. 
he's probably enlisted. My point mm. is, I'm hoping this gets the military to crack down. And just yeah. say, you're not welcome here. <laughs> we don't... I wouldn't hold my breath. I, I You know, I, I agree with you, but anyway... All right, let's go to break. We'll come back. we got some nerd talk. Uh, we'll have some updates from our friend. Uh, he, he, uh, he won't be here, but we have some updates from our good friend David Chadwick, who uh, writes the uh, Mystery Science Storybook, well, the uh, Mystery Science Storybook series, uh, and uh, some dinosaur stack, including a story I think Kenny will enjoy, and some, uh, some other stuff. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. in two minutes.
The show starts in one minute. the show. Attention people of Earth. What's going Attention on people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back for the final uh, hour of uh, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Join me as always on the uh, great city of uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. The GM, Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio, Miles Lagon. Yes, hello. Ready? And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM, Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagon. I am here and I'm trying to smile. It's okay. It's okay. And also joining us, the TM, Talisman Master, Talisman Master, Talisman Master Kenny Pick. I am here. I think there might have been some accidental bans um, in the uh, in our chat room, so I'm working on taking care of that right now. So uh, hang in there, gang. I'm working on it. I got Tim Cormai, Kenny. P- Plick. No, 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 no! Don't, don't read, don't, don't say any of those out loud. Just, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Just continue. So let's chat. Any anything nice happened to you today, Adam? Uh, yes, actually. Well, first of all, I'm off this weekend, so that that's always nice. Yippee! And I'm still wondering how you guys know the package got here. That was very sneaky, but very sneaky. You know, I still have those ninja skills. How do you think I saw Michelle? 
But uh, no, it was very lovely. So basically, I I assumed it was the cookies when I got the package and saw the address. I was like, I thought we were waiting until winter. You for, you know, what? I, we thought you would assume it was the cookies. Well, and I was like, I thought we decided it was going to wait until winter when it's safer to send them. And so I open it and I see the bag, which had uh, some uh, uh, Fandango uh, gift cards. So, hey! Kenny, Thor Ragnarok's paid for. Woohoo! And I suspect the last Jedi. So yeah, I imagine you'll see, be able to see quite a few movies with those. Well, I, I told Nick. I usually when I go to when when we go to the movies together, I pay for Nicole. So my sister. Uh, so, uh, but you guys really didn't have to send the saber Figma. That was amazing. Kenny, they sent that me that put a nice little warm and fuzzy in you. Yes, it's it nice did. It was very you know. sweet. I put it together already. Kenny, they sent me that saber figma that I wanted. <laughs> that I was gonna get. Did you do? Have you have you figured out what happened the other night on uh, on last Saturday's show? How? Uh... Do Do you remember me? <laughs> Go ahead, tell him, Kenny. Do you remember me openly talking about that action figure? And I said, oh, yeah, you can just go ahead and send me that figure that you got a while back. And you were like, I didn't get it yet. Because uh, Miles, Miles and Michelle asked me to find out in a, in a sly way whether or not you had already gotten that action figure. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. So I, 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 no did it, I did it so blatant that... It was. It wouldn't. You wouldn't think I was trying to to suss it out. I was like, I was worried. Miles and Michelle, like, Kenny, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it was perfect you. because I was like, it I haven't gone. Perfect. to AD, I haven't gone. And, I, and then I was like, and what, what? What? I'm sorry. What was the name of that figure you were getting again? It was uh because I I Googled it. And I thought I found the right figure because I remembered. You know, she had the blue dress with the armor and everything like yeah. that. Like what? That was the uh, the. Um, you know, and I, I, I said part of her name and you were like, oh yeah. And you rattled off the whole name and I was like, all right, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was brilliant. You got me to, you, you, I, I, I never thought, cause I was like, I'm going to look for this at AWA. Cause I've actually been talking with Adam McManagle. Yeah. You need to, you, well, you need to go back and listen to that, that w- those things of me saying that, that that's pretty amazing. So. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. no, um, me, uh, Adam McManagle, who's been on our program before, um, one of my college, uh, friends from college in, um, Montana, he's a huge fan of fate stay night. And we were talking about, I showed him this face and I want this. You got to help me look for it. AWA. Cause he's going to go too. um, I, cause he lives in Atlanta. I said, yeah, Adam, you have no excuse this year not to show up. <laughs> nice. I was even going to offer to pay for his and his wife ticket because tickets because I do want to. I would like to meet his wife. I figure I owe it to him. But uh, I I was mm-hmm. clueless. I swear. I opened it. I was like, "What this? Okay, these must be the cookies." <laughs> and I was uh-huh. and I you so know disappointed. No cookies. <laughs> no, not disappointed. Oh. It was amazing. I showed Nicole and I put it together real quick and and then I did dishes. <laughs> how how long did it take? How long did it take to assemble? I mean, how many pieces well, I mean, was it in? I mean, it, it, most of it was together. It was just a matter of swapping out the hands 
and putting, you know, arrange, you know, getting it on its stand, you know, making sure it st it stood up right, you know, it was standing right, and making sure to, uh, you know, like I said arranging the sword because I put I put it with Excalibur. So just a reminder, because I'm sure no one here and no one in the chat will care. Fate Stay Nights, like you know, it, it, it's like 15 years old at this point. Saber. As she is, well, I mean, Saber is her class, but they don't usually openly refer to themselves by their real identities because that's like giving away how to beat you. So, Saber in Fate Stay Night, it, her real name is, wait for it, Artoria Pendragon. Yes. Who is, and of course, uh, that's close to Arthur Pendragon. Saber was in in the Fate Stay Night universe. The the King Arthur, posing as a man to rule, she pulled Cal. This is what I was talking about. It was a coincidence. Last night I just posted randomly for the last time. People, Caliburn was the sword in the stone, and Excalibur was the sword from Vivian the Lady. And like, get your freaking mythology right, because King Arthur That's is right. King Arthur is. A, a, I won't see modern myth, but a pre-modern myth in many respects. So, no, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Saber, and, and, uh, I'm very happy, and, you know, it's like I said, when we, when Jonathan passed away, um, in 2016, I said, the show after it happened, that you guys, all of you, are my best friends and uh i i i, I mean that still well hey, Aww, it, 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 it was shucks. it was it was our pleasure and uh i i can only imagine fonz that flying the wall I'd, i i i hope you were uh you know giggling with joy as you were assembling her oh yes yes i'll have to get some pictures because um but no no it was it was so nice of you guys thank you so much you are more than welcome. And it, I'm like, was, really, like, I'm really looking forward to seeing Thor Ragnarok. So the the gift cards yeah. were appreciated too. The, the, I'm telling you, that movie is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, it, so Cat uh, was saying that she wants to play D and D, and I've been really wanting to play D and D too. And we're kind of formulating an idea in the chat, whether it gels or not, but maybe doing a Skype D&D &D group uh, with Michelle as DM. And we could probably, I, I bet there's a, a PDF file out there of the very first, like, basic rules to make it super easy to do online. Maybe we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I would think more with the Pathfinder rules because the basic rules, the math in that is actually pretty insane if you think about well, it. Well, what, whatever yeah. we can agree upon. Yep, so. Pathfinder's the best, but we we could talk about that. Um, yeah. At, post you know, show. Yeah. So, yeah, well, definitely post show, but it's good to float it out there in case there's any other listeners who might be right. in. Because I think Tim Carmel said he might be interested. I'm not sure. All, all right. right. Hey. All for Michelle being Shanghai as a DM. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked about D and D with Tim before. But, uh, but yeah, Cat says uh, uh, I want to play. D oh no, maybe uh, Tim was responding to Cat's uh, prior um, uh, comment. I think that's what it might be. 
So, <laughs> although and, Tim, Tim, oh, no. you know, if he wants to join us, you know, we encourage that. I will say that I've been kicking around the idea of I, I want to do a um a Scion game once the second edition comes out, so where where you play as the as the uh, Scions of various gods from various cultures. So. But, but uh, all right, so let's get this out of the way quick. So I tried to tell you, Kenny, but yesterday was Ian McDermott's birthday. No, oh, I Ian missed McDerm- that. I'm sorry. Ian McDermott, of, co- of course, uh, Sheev Palpatine, who would later go on to become Emperor Palpatine, um, who, when he's not in this makeup, looks like a really nice guy. Oh, he! I've watched several interviews with him, and he 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 seems like a treasure, actually. Yeah, uh, you know, but that's the thing is that the nicest people play, you know, like Christopher Lee. Great at playing the bad guy. Yeah. One of the ni- you know, I'm told one of the nicest people. Same with Peter Cushing. You know, he 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 was famous for being the uh, you know, even though he played Van Helsing opposite Christopher Lee's Dracula, he still had a reputation as the, as the villain of sort, and yet he was supposed to be one of the, the nicest people you've ever met. Oh, and that and his relationship with his wife, and just, it, you know, it seemed almost a storybook until she died, and he was devastated when she died. Mm. I I just, Peter Cushing is just an amazing person. Yeah, he, he was yeah. an amazing person. But I just, I wanted to point that out because I think we're going to use this as tonight's, I think we're going to do another It Feels Good to Be Bad uh, uh, yeah. themed show in honor of our esteemed emperor. And, uh, well, and, and I was going to say, speaking of villains that don't seem so bad in retrospect, would you like to give Ian McDermott a, a birthday boner? Yes, please, <laughs> if you don't mind. Very. Sure. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my birthday! And I have one instruction for Ian McDermott uh, in his birthday boner. I, I would like to tell his birthday boner, rise. <laughs> that was a very good that was a very good palpatine. No, that was impressive. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm jealous. I've had, I've, been, uh, I, I've had I've had deep morning voice all day. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't know what's going on, but uh I think maybe the the all that fresh lake air today just, you know, really cleared me out and I'm channeling my inner Barry White and Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> rise. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> in other Star Wars related news, uh, I forget the source for this, but it has been directly stated that The Last Jedi will address the issue of Rey's parents. Um, so, I will say this. I'm looking at this just as someone who writes as a hobby. All right, I don't know what they're going to do. I am not like a se- se- super secret script doctor. I'm not like Carrie Fisher. Um, I don't think, and I've said this before. If I were writing, I would draw. I would only use one of these in a movie per movie. You know, one of these big plot points. So my gut tells me 
we're not going to find out who Snoke really is in this movie. That said, I will say, if it were me, I would do Snoke's real identity as the climax to this movie and have Rey's parents revealed in the next one, especially if she is, say, a Skywalker. Yeah, um, that's interesting because, I mean, if it follows the pattern of the original trilogy, it would kind of make sense for Snoke's identity to be revealed. But at the same time, oh shit, what if Snoke is Ray's father? Dun dun dun. Oh, that, that, now that, that is not. Has uh, anybody thought that? No. I have not, actually. I did not... Why is it not working? What is your major malfunction? I'm trying to open my box, and it's not working. Ah. Uh... There you go. I, I never... I never... Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But here's the thing is, you know I said this consistently since we originally saw the movie. Has it already been almost two years? That... Snoke doesn't seem to have an idea about who she is. Kylo Ren, though, as soon as he heard Girl on Jakku, he lost it. You guys remember this, right? Am I the only person? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember vividly. So he has some connection. Either, Either she was there when he killed all of Luke's students in that he may have known her parents. Or something like that. Or she's a Skywalker and that's how that's how he knows her. That's why I'm convinced she's a Skywalker. I don't buy the she's Obi-Wan's granddaughter thing. I just that's that's far fetched. That's like saying, you know, Jar Jar Binks was a Sith Lord. It's a bit of a stretch. But yeah. um like I said, I, I'm just looking at story structure and how I would tell the story. And I'm just saying that if I were the one writing it, I would do Snoke's identity as the the climax of this movie. You know, for example, imagine that it's someone Leia trusted and knew well. You know, that sort of shock value. And then, if, as, like I said, if she were a Skywalker, have that revealed, like first act of the next movie to start building up hope and optimism. Sort of like in Final Fantasy VI when Terra or Tina was, you know, was built up as a symbol of hope, uh, you know, in the fight against the Empire. Kenny, you remember that. You know, they literally re- mm-hmm. referred to her as yeah. their last light of hope. And I, I, I kind of yeah. see Ray as that. So... I, like I said, I'm not a scriptwriter. I am obviously not a scriptwriter for this movie. I'm just looking at it as someone who who dabbles with writing as a hobby. If I were the one telling the story, it would be one and then the other in the next movie, with preference being Snoke's real identity. I, again, a lot of it is situational. You know, like if Snoke's real identity is again someone Leia trusted. Leia cherished. Imagine the shock value of playing that at the climax of The Last Jedi. 
when it's pretty clear the resistance is hitting rock bottom. Yeah. You know, I could think go, so, could get real dark. That's what I'm saying is, you know, I'm looking at it as a writer saying, OK, what's going to tell the best story? And I'm not saying they're not telling a good story. I'm just saying that, you know, my point of view is different from theirs. My style of storytelling is different from theirs. But so I don't think we're going to find out who Snoke's it, Snoke is. Now, we may get some hints that we're not going to, you know, we may get some p- pieces of the puzzle that we're not able to put together. I would say, while you're watching this movie, pay close attention to General Organa. I think she's going to be the key to this. That's my instinct. Okay. So, names of people she fondly remembers or trusts or misses... That's going to be important, I think. I think that's going to be a hint. Nothing in this movie is going to be insignificant. There's not going to be like a throwaway line. It's not going to be, oh, I miss this person. That person doesn't play any role. No. Everything is going to have significance in this film. So, there we go. That's my I don't take. disagree at all. Yeah. So, um, I definitely think that... Um, once the Game of Thrones season has concluded, we'll we'll have to wait a couple of weeks. But I think we're gonna have to do like a, a Game of Thrones special. Yeah, definitely. I th- I'm, I, 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 I'm talking. Holy shit! Last Sunday's episode was dragons, oh, won't you? Dragons, won't you? Oh. <laughs> no, but I, I'm Run, just saying. You stupid fuck! <laughs> Run, you stupid fuck! <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying. I think that it would be a fun, like, you know, like I said, since we do a lot of, um, a lot of, ner- you know, best nerd talk specials towards the end of the year, um, I think, like, a deep analysis of Game of Thrones at this point, followed by our predictions of, you know, like, a, you know, I think we should definitely do a Deadpool for season eight. Mm-hmm. You know... Obviously, Cersei has to die. We all agree with that, right? At the end of this season? Not no, this not this season. one. I, I mean, just just before the, the end of the story. I think yeah. she will die at the end of the season. Because I think, considering that season eight is short, it's only like, I think it's only eight episodes. I yeah. think that... Well, seven episodes seven for episodes. this season. I think that they're going to have to shift. Fo- I think they're going to have to end the fight over the Iron Throne in this one in order to unite everyone against the White Walkers for season eight. I think season mm, eight. I think it'll be. I think the, the the very first episode of season eight will be who the who gets on the Iron Throne. I think that's the cliffhanger for this season. I I I, I could see that too. Again, as a as someone who writes. Also, prediction uh... prediction for Cersei's death. It will either be in the arms of Jamie that she and he both die, or it will be at the hand, literally only one hand, uh, at the hand of Jamie that she dies. And I, I agree with that. In season eight. You in know, season I, I agree with that. You know. Um, okay. My two cents. Yes. Um, I, I think Cersei is going to die at the hands of Arya. 
and the cliffhanger for this season isn't necessarily the who takes over the the Iron Throne, but it will be the full fledged invasion of the White Walker army. I'm just saying that whatever they do with the Iron Throne, that has to be resolved quickly. If not this season, then er, you know, like again, first episode next season. Okay. Because because then you only have six or seven episodes left to deal with the White Walkers. See, I think there's... Uh, I'm going to disagree with you, Miles. I, I think that there is much more poetic justice in Cersei dying at the hand of Jaime than there is with Arya. I can see them snatching that from her. I could see maybe she is on the way to do it. She's almost there. But because it, it's and it's snatched away, I don't think because there are some very, very important people on her kill list that she never got to kill herself. Joffrey being the top, right? Yeah. Yes, I will say this though. I I don't see see Daenerys taking the throne at this point. I. I I, mm. I, at first, she's built I, I up see, as... I can see why you might think... I can see why you might think that, but uh, give me your opinion. Well, at first, early on, she's built up at... Well, first of all, this insecure, you know, person who, you know, she's dependent on her brother and then Kel Drogo. And then as the series progresses, she becomes more independent. And then she becomes this pillar of justice, especially towards, uh, you know, against slavery and whatnot. Now she's just becoming a tyrant. You know, in the preview for this for this week's episode that's coming up tomorrow, she's seen telling people, you either join me or I'm going to use my dragons to kill you. That's an army. That's the remainder of the Lannister army. Oh, man, the spoilers, everybody. Spoilers, spoilers. But I'm just saying. and, And then her obsession with Jon Snow bending the knee. I, She's gonna come around. I don't, you know... I have a feeling, uh, no, no, because she she's done that before to people. She's used dragons to people who have tried to uh, stand up against her. She's I don't think she's a tyrant. If she was a tyrant, she would you know go into King's Landing and burn women and children. She's going up against an army. I mean, this is you know th- that's not tyranny in the medieval or you know I don't even want to say medieval in the Game of Thrones sense. If you wipe out an army, I mean, is jo- you know, or uh, was Jon Snow's victory in the Battle of the Bastards uh, in you know killing anybody who defied them at the end? Was he a tyrant for that? I mean, you know, uh, I, I I don't see that as tyranny in this world. I see it as a necessity to survive. It's like, seriously, do you still want to fight me now? Was she a tyrant when she went in and wiped out the Lannisters after the Lannisters wiped out the, um, oh, what's, I'm sorry, what's the family name? Um, the, um, the, the Rose family. Come Tyrell. on, guys. Tyrells, oh, thank the you. Tyrells. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that, that was, that was just going in like Nazis and killing off of people to steal their gold. You know, I, this I, is somebody. Uh, I I just don't see Daenerys as being a tyrant. 
I mean, yeah, it's ugly what she has to do from time to time. And arguably, she could just be like, oh, right, I'm just going to go and, you know, live in a trailer park and not do anything. Well, whatever a Game of Thrones equivalent of a trailer park is, Uh, you know, but uh, she's the mother of dragons. That's going to give you a a sense of uh, grandeur, right? I mean, in Daenerys' defense, she had suffered some losses. I mean, the yes. uh, you know, so those are heavy on her mind, and so she might be throwing what? her weight around a little bit. Yeah. But I don't she's not going true. back. She's not going back. Well, and I will say this: here, here's the other thing. And again, this is again, I'm re- I'm just looking at this. The way she's treating Tyrion bothers me. This is Look, a recent development. It's a recent development. But here's what I'm saying is that Tyrion is politically astute. That's been well established. When it comes to politics and wheeling and dealing, the guy is number one. He is not a military strategist. I will say Mm, this. But he kind of is. Don't you remember the the, the battle of the uh, Blackwater uh, in the Dragonfire and everything? I mean, he saved uh, uh, King's Landing. Yeah, he did. He yes, is a military but, strategist. You some, know, I but mean, that's he may have. You know, he may be. You know, like I said, some victories, but clearly, politics is more of his specialty. I think. I think you're just taking a oh, look yeah. personally with Daenerys in 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 Tyrion. They're gonna patch things up. She just needs to know that he really has her back because what happened with Casterly Rock was a disaster for her. Well, yeah. Yeah. Def- I will also say this. I, my prediction is whoever takes the Iron Throne, Tyrion will be the hand. He's going to he he, yeah. he will, not only will he survive, he will be the hand because he is he has proven time and time again that when it comes to politics, when it comes to you know, when it comes to dealing with that, he is the most qualified person in the realm. Yeah. So I, that's my prediction: is he that. is he is the hand, he is the future. Whoever it is that's sitting on the Iron Throne at the end, he's their hand because it's going to be necessary. You know, for I, I've I've often I, I've uh, it, I had a theory way way back, and now that it's coming up, I honest to God could see Daenerys, Jon Snow, and just about every major character. Uh, giving their all to defeat the um, the White Walkers, and Tyrion actually sitting on the uh, the Iron Throne after everybody basically sacrifices themselves to destroy that army. That, that yeah, no, uh, is that a mind blower? Yeah, <laughs> no, and I will say this about Jamie since we mentioned him. I, you know, here's the thing: he has done some morally questionable things in the series. Sure, but compared to it, I think that he's a redeemable character in the end. He's not. Well, completely... and he's he's kind of gr- he's grown a lot. I mean, what you know? Didn't you feel a little bit bad for him having to fight off Daenerys and the dragons and everything? Well, but he did that himself. He's the one who decided, hey. You know what would be a great idea? Taking on a dragon! 
No, no, I'm saying they got ambushed by them. I'm saying, you know, you know, it was hard to root for a side in that battle because Jamie and Braun have both become very sympathetic characters. Yes. Even Dickon in, you know, <laughs> Dickon. Uh, Dickon. <laughs> you know, Dickon. even with a short amount of screen time in that episode, you you kind of wanted to see them um, you know, uh, you know, I, I I actually I said Susan can attest to this. I when in the that one scene with Braun, the big scene with Braun and the dragon, I was like, I'm sorry, Braun, you gotta go, brother. I love you, but you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> at that moment, I chose sides. <laughs> so I, I don't know if Braun's gone. I don't know because he and Tyrion uh, have a history. Oh, I think oh, Tyrion I, might save Braun. Hey, let me just say this right now. I mean, he's not gone at the moment because uh, I was talking to somebody at work saying, oh, was that Dick on our brawn that saved Jamie? In, uh, and I'm sorry, this is spoilerific. If it, you couldn't see the face of the person who saved Jamie, but you could see some fingerless gloves. Hint, brawn wears fingerless gloves. Dick on doesn't. All right. Well, but no, I, yeah, I will say... I, got, I, will, I it, oh, sorry. We, we really need to go to break because yeah. I really need to use the boys' room. Right, but I'm just saying this is why I want to do like a whole show just dissecting Game of Thrones and predicting. And I'll do yes. Know. So all right, we're and, I'll, to and I'll, I'll I'll create the opening for it and go. I will say we have to give Ramin Jawadi credit for his awesome score. Yes. I'll, you know what? I, I'll tell you what. I'll learn that. I actually know that on guitar, so I'll play it on guitar on that show for you. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be right back after uh, after this for the final segment here on Mike Check Radio with some dinosaur stack. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The ideal teacher, a man of grit and character whom none have the heart to kill. Mike Chegg Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Did you know that you're currently listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio? I did. I know everything. Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Superpowers, got any? Well, um, I can eat my own weight in ding-dongs. Uh, I can turn red traffic lights green just by staring at them. And I can do an oil painting with my butt. That's enough to get you on this show. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right. And we are augering this in. Starting now, joining me as always, out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, a man who can uh, eat his own weight in ding-dongs and other tasty confections, Mr. Miles Lagan. Well, you know it. My own weight and whatever whatever satisfies my sugar cravings. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? Um... <laughs> a woman who can make red traffic lights green just by staring at the turn green just by staring at them. Michelle Legon out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. 
Yes, yes, but I always stop when it's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... You don't gun it? You should gun it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a man who is well known for his... Uh, for his uh, oil butt oil paintings, Kenny Pick. Yeah, you you'll really like my Jackson Pollock line. Uh, it's good, <laughs> but I have to drink the paint to make that. Oh my! And then follow that with a big X lax chaser. <laughs> too much, Kenny. Too much. I know it's too much. Come on. All right. So. Uh... This is out of our uh, out of Missoula, courtesy of John Kendall. There was a fire at the Missoula uh, at the regional fair at Missoula, Montana, one of my regular hangouts. I, I would go early to college when I was going to school in Montana, just so I could hang out at the fair. It's it's fun. But uh, the 4-H cafe building at the Missoula fair was damaged by a grease fire. No injuries. The fair is okay. So there we go. But the most important question is yes. John's weed okay? Uh, <laughs> John, can we get. Uh, how, how's the weed stash, buddy? Uh, yeah. John would be like, I'm going to presume it's okay. John would be like, save the weed! Oh, my God. I'm going to cry, too. I'm sorry. I just opened a... Everybody needs to go to at Barack Obama on Twitter and look at his latest uh, a post that he made two hours ago. Uh, the quote, it's a picture of him looking in a window uh, and seeing a bunch of little beautiful children of many colors, and it says, uh, no one is born hating another person because of the color of uh, his skin or his background or his religion. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I kind of just I just what we needed another said, reminder of another reminder of how much President Obama is missed. Yeah. So thank you, Kat, uh, for uh, sharing that tweet from our last human president, Barack <laughs> Hussein Obama. Yes. You know, we should amend the constitution. Amend for Obama. Let's do it. <laughs> We'll take you back, Brock. Please come back. We miss oh, you. I also, I also want to want to say for uh, all all the uh, the morons out there uh, saying that you know, oh Trump, he created uh, you know uh, two hundred nine thousand jobs this July. Oh, President Obama created two hundred and fifty thousand jobs last July. Nice. Yes. That's a bigger number, <laughs> Trump cultists. I'm no math expert, Kenny, but that does seem to be the bigger number. And you know what? That is actually a variance of well over 9,000, Adam. Y yes, that, uh, <laughs> it, that, that is. Uh, uh, I think that's it. Come mm. on. You it's, got it. it's the you button's not one. pressing. The button is not pressing. You got, you got this one. You can do it. I have faith in you. That would, okay. Uh, uh, God damn this stupid button. 
It's well, over you know 9,000! <laughs> it's actually, it's it's even over that. It's over 20,000. The readings are off the chart. The readings off the chart. Thank you. Over 20,000. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> so uh, we talked last weekend about a, a skin, pe- a literally skin peeling like a bad movie. Um, s- seven S's. And Kenny, I got to say. I went out and I went to Cinemageddon, which is my go-to place for skin-peelingly, again, literally skin-peelingly bad movie, and that watched right. it. And I actually made some good, uh, a few good notes for jokes. So when they showed the King good. Cobra for the first time, my joke was, never say die, Iron Eagle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then they talk. And Carmine they talk, a piece on drums. <laughs> Then they talk about milking a snakes, and my joke was, "Wait a minute! Snakes don't have nipples." <laughs> you tried to milk him, didn't you? You sick son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so, Could you milk me? I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? I'm sorry. Every time I hear that line, I think of Chris Sabat as Vegeta <laughs> saying it. <laughs> uh, uh, Miles Melshaw would know this. So a couple of years ago, to promote the release of a uh, Dragon a uh, Dragon Ball Z movie, uh, the cast of the movie, uh, so Sean Schemmel, Chris Sabat, and I for, um I forget who played Frieza. They over they redubbed some famous movies lines, and one of them was the 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 nipple scene from uh, Meet the Parents. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I, can, I can picture that. So, like, Chris Sabaz Vegeta did the uh, you googly scene from uh, Zoolander in character is Vegeta. Do you have any of, do you have any of that audio? Oh, I'm around? sure I have it somewhere. Let me see. You know, it's been yeah, a while. I, I could try and. Yeah, the, I just recently found I can watch Dragon Ball Z. I just have to have the sound off. Uh, well, I mean, what, I will what say that. Vo- what was the voice artist uh, who did the Meet the Parents part? Uh, Christopher Sabat. I don't have it. I, at least I don't think. I, well, maybe. I'm I, looking to see if I can find a video for you. Because um, that was one of the funniest segments we'd done in a while at that point. Here, here. Let, let, I, this might be it. Oh, yeah. You can milk anything with nipples. <laughs> I have nipples. Could you milk me? So that I, those were both, believe it or not, those were both the same guy. Chris uh, Sabat is like half the principal cast of Dragon Ball Z. Nice. So, um, you know, well, of course, he was awesome. My personal favorite Christopher Sabat character is uh, Alex Louise Armstrong, the full mill, the only man. Kenny know Kenny knows this. Because I, I made this joke back when Twilight was an actual thing. <laughs> but there's only one yeah. man there's only one man I grant permission to sparkle to. That is Alex Louise Armstrong, the strong arm alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, okay. Only him! Only him! Anyone else, you are not allowed to sparkle. No sparkly men. He's earned that privilege. You know, I'll tell you this, right, uh, uh, Adam. Every there's this one store I go to in Asian Plaza, 
um, every time we go there. And they have some pretty cool stuff, but their prices are crazy. And they have like these three inch um, non uh, non they're they're like little statuettes. They're not like articulated action figures or anything. Mm -hmm. And they have like a whole wall of these things. And they're like the Dragon Ball Z uh, characters. And they charge $24.99 or more for these things. That's crazy talk. Well, for a three-inch figure, a, a figure, a figurine, not an action figure. You know, like I said, not posable. They they have a stand. You know, it, have you seen those things? It, it, I mean, does that see even seem right? That price point. Uh, I'd have, have to see no the idea. figures <laughs> to take a look. I have to take a look at the you know the actual figures. I'll take pictures next next time I go. I'll take pictures. But so yeah. Uh, yeah, that, those were fun because they like so they did a you know a lot of a lot of funny movies and they they're they're good. I mean, and you can tell Christopher Sabat and Sean Schemmel are pretty close friends because they they get along really well. All right, so let's do this dinosaur stack because what's my favorite branch of science, Miles? Poke poke poke. Um, the favorite branch is that the one involving dinosaurs? Yes, dinosaurology. Paleontology. Okay. Was, was that, Gor was that cool. Gordon Cole? <laughs> Dinosaurology, Adam. I know you like looking up dragon bones and such. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just uh, another uh, issue about the crew Rivestator? No. The no, crew Rivestator? <laughs> this is I not just about... met her. <laughs> this is not about the <laughs> destroyer of Shin. Shin, 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 Shin. You'll still, have to tell him. I still say that is the most awesome name for a dinosaur ever. Destroyer of Shins! This next one, awesome. though, is uh, there's, there's some stiff competition. Well, yes. And the head. Uh, well, uh, so uh, we lost uh, Let Me Kill Mr. in uh, right before 2016. So I think it was like the. You know, like. December twenty eighth, twenty fifteen, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was really close to New Year's, uh, and he has been immortalized in the name of a Jurassic period era crocodile. The crocodile's name is Lemmy's Suchus, Latin for Lemmy's crocodile, and it was about five point eight meters long, or nineteen feet. And had a skull longer than a meter, similar to a modern-day saltwater crocodile, to which it is only distantly related. Quote, it would have been one of the largest coastal predators of its time, researchers from the Natural History Museum said in the statement. The teeth were large and blunt, perfect for crushing prey such as turtles. Lemmy's croc was dug up at Peterborough in England in the early 20th century, but it was recently re-examined and found to have been correct, incorrectly lumped with other sea crocodiles from the area. Given that it belonged to a unique group, the creature needed a new scientific name, said the statement. Natural History Museum curator Lorna Steele was still mourning the demise of her favorite band and suggested that be named after her musical hero. Although Lemmy passed away at the so, end of 20... Oh. Oh, no, continue, continue your thought. 
Uh, although Lemmy passed away at the end of 2015, we like to think that it would have raised the glass to Lemmy Citrus, one of the nastiest sea creatures ever to have inhabited the Earth, the statement quoted Steele is saying. So do you think she loved Lemmy like a reptile? Well, she is apparently a paleontologist, so... Well, there's a there's a Motorhead song called "Love Me Like a Reptile." That's and we will have to play. We will, I, I figure that's where you're going, but we will play that tonight if it's on yes. the server. But uh, it is. So, I, it is. I just made it happen right there. Oh, so. hey, there we go. Hey, you're 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 one step ahead of me. But no, love I. Me like a reptile. I, I love the story, and it, you know, like I said, it's nice that he's been immortalized in the name of uh, a badass crocodile. Yes. I think I think that was a pretty appropriate, you know, like I said, very badass yeah. animal. So, Agreed. dinosaur stack, everyone. It's great. Killed by death actually um, has a, a line in it. <laughs> um, if you squeeze my lizard, I'll put my snake on you. I'm a romantic so adventurer, and I'm a reptile too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotta my. remember that line. So yeah, that, that the ladies love that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my! I'll see, I'll, I'll see if I can put killed. Winner. I'll see if I can put killed by death on there for you too. <laughs> so. Okay, so we'll wrap the show with this. Um, everyone knows I'm a huge fan of mystery science theater. We talked about the last box set coming out last week. Uh, yeah, it's sad, mm-hmm. but there is a substitute for those 12 episodes that will most likely never be officially released. Yeah. And, and that is uh, the... Uh, I, I I don't have a camera anymore. I was holding it up like there is a camera here. That is the uh, box set for Cinematic Titanic, uh, which was after, after Mystery Science Theater 3000 was canceled. Well, Joel went his separate ways before that, of course. Um, Frank and Trace, of course, left at the end of season seven, but the cast basically scattered like the lions of Ultron. Nothing, nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, Woo, I get uh, it. <laughs> riff tracks. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It, it's okay. Yes. Uh, Mike Nelson, Kevin Murphy and, and, uh, Bill Corbett later made riff tracks. And shortly, uh, about two years after riff tracks, uh, was made was formally made. Uh, Joel Hodgson called Mary Jo Peel, Frank Conniff, J. Elvis Weinstein, who was the original uh, voice of Tom Servo. Okay, uh, did I say Frank Conniff already? Yes. Most of the original. Let's do it this way. Most of the original cast of Mystery Science Theater. Um, and. Uh, they did this show called Cinematic Titanic. And I had the extreme privilege of seeing two of their live shows. Uh, well, actually three, but one one show was a double feature. Uh, I saw Blood of the Vampires in Chicago, which is a Filipino vampire movie set in colonial Mexico. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I also I think I may have seen that at one point. <laughs> oh, it's bad. The mother is a vampire, and they joke about saying, I don't think mom should be vampires. It kind of takes the premise of a vampire and makes it creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I, nice. and then when they came to Elgin Community College, which is where I started my col- my illustrious college career, uh, I'm from that area. Uh, they did Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, and I want to say they did Blood of the Vampires again because it was around Halloween. And the nice thing about the Elgin show was I was able to bring my 84-year-old, 84-year-old grandmother to the show because they were so close to home. So I was able to uh, share uh, my love of skin-painingly bad movies with her. And uh, <laughs> first of all, I thank them for that, you know, during the, during the meet and greet because they, they are always generous with their time. They, they are the nicest people I've ever had the privilege of meeting. Um, I oh, tell yeah. I, I told them thank you, and they say, "Oh well, you know, it's our job." I said, "No, no, you have to understand that because you came to this particular venue, I was able to bring my grandmother and share this with her, and 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 you know, she's at the age where she's not going to be around forever, you know." So, and I explained them, you know, why it meant so much. They are the nicest, anyway. So, at the opening of the show of Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, Joel comes out on stage. And I will say one thing I've noticed about Joel is he's really come out of his shell since they, they stopped him, you know. Um, he seems a lot more comfortable being in the center of attention now. And he comes out and says, well, normally we try to keep these movies uh, PG or PG-13, but this one has will occasionally have bare breasts. <laughs> so he says, well, I'm, we're going to warn you whenever this happens. Say whenever there's going to be breasts on the screen, I'm going to do this. He raises his hands and he makes a squeezing motion. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and he says, I remember this story. That's your cue to cover your eyes so you don't want to see it. So he says, we're going to practice now. He raises his hand and he makes the squeezing motion. I look to my left. I look to my right and there's grandma. And I, <laughs> I cover her eyes. <laughs> There you have it. Oh my! <laughs> but the big question is: Are there snakes with nipples? Uh, there. Well, actually, funny you should ask that. I don't know yet. But one of the the last episode in the collection is uh, Rattlers, which is a live show. Rattlers. Rattlers. I will say, it, I I picked this up for twenty. That sounds like Joan Do- Joe Don Baker should be in that one. Come on, uh, we'll right? see what happens. We'll see what happens. I haven't I haven't watched. <laughs> I will say I picked it up for twenty about twenty eight bucks, about almost thirty after tax. Curse you, Amazon, for charging sales tax. But twenty eight uh, twenty eight clams clams for for twelve episodes. That's almost twenty four hours of hot movie riffing action. That is what we. That's hear. about a buck and a quarter an hour. Yeah, that is what we here at Mike Check Radio call a bargoon. Um, bargoon. And I will, and I will say, I think the best episode of this is probably the kung fu black exploitation movie East Meets Watts. Which oh, star- that sounds amazing. Which stars a slightly younger James Hong. I've never seen a picture of James Hong, you know, like young. I've seen him like hmm. middle age and up, but uh, it starts him as a a drug kingpin. <laughs> but uh, th- yeah, th- it's a hysterical movie, it, which also actually has a snake in it. So hey, we brought up we we uh you know, full circle more snakes. 
So I do recommend it. Like I said, 30 bucks, 30 bucks for 24 hours of content. It's got every episode that was ever recorded. Most the first, uh, the first half of let, let's see, the first half of the box set is their pre-recorded stuff, and then starting with East Meets Watts, uh, it it's all their live shows recorded. So, yeah, I recommend this. 20, you know, $30. Get it. I mean, it's hysterical. I'm hoping to get the sign by, uh, send it to Miles and Michelle so they can get Trace and Frank to sign it. If only you had our address. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. I should have thought we, that. Yeah, Frank. Frank says they actually do a meet and greet before and after, so we'll have See, plenty of time. To... And that's what I'm saying about them being so generous with their time. You know, when I went to Chicago, the only you know they weren't in a hurry to leave. I was the one in a hurry to leave because I had to catch a bus to get to the train station to get back uh, to get back home in time. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah we're out. We're about four hours out of Jacksonville, so we're gonna drive up there and see them. The show is at nine fifteen. So it'll be really late, but we're going to stay with Shane's parents when we're up there. So, well, you know, nice. instead of having to drive back at god-awful time in the morning. Right. But anyway, so like I said, 30 bucks, 24 hours of entertainment. Kenny, I, I, I can't think of a better bargain than this. I think, you, yeah, that, that's pretty pretty awesome. I dig it. It also includes the, re, not. it's not like a riff-for-riff riff recreation. It's an entirely new riff on... Santa Claus conquers the Martians. S A N T A C L A U S hooray for Santa Claus. Bump 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 bump. Yes. So there we go. Uh, I do recommend. Really, I do recommend. It. And of course, the uh, the final Mystery Science Theater box set featuring Danger Diabolic, which is the last episode of the original Mystery Science Theater, comes out in November. It'll be a bittersweet oh. moment for me. So, all right. Uh, anything? Any other pressing Dern news before we start to augur this baby in? Not really. Not that I can think of. Uh, one quick thing about uh, the uh, this was interesting from the article about the terrorists that uh, ran down uh, the the anti uh, racist protesters in Charlottesville. Oh, this makes me so fucking mad. Uh, according to Coed, uh, the tech uh, tech reporter for the Hill, Taylor Lorenz, reports that police believe the suspect didn't intentionally mow down protesters out of malice intent. Lorenz reports that authorities believe that the suspect acted out of fear as protests swarmed the vehicle. Some allegedly oh. acting violent. Oh, this guy had. A clean fucking run all the way down that street. And then, if you're driving out of fear, this guy drove so fast in reverse after he r- killed one person and rammed, you know, uh, you know, a dozen plus. Um, I- I'm sorry, I watched the video. It didn't. It looked deliberate as fuck. So, uh, yeah, so it it looks like he's trying to pull a stand-your-ground thing with this. Oh, good lord. As far as defenses go, 
That's probably his best shot. He hasn't got any other excuse for what happened. But the the but police he... are saying no, that I get they it. believe. I, I get it. The, well, th- that's the creepy part about this is that police believe the suspect didn't intentionally do this. That is fucked. They're, you know, they're already the, uh, the they're already making it's going to cause the DA. They're already uh, uh, they're already uh, making excuses. Yeah, uh, but, but Miles, what were you saying? I'd say the uproar of this is going to cause the DA to press charges. I, I don't see, I don't see that not happening. We'll see. We'll see. Don't forget George Zimmerman. No, I know. Oh, there's uh, well, going to be sympathetic uh, people out there to the uh, white supremacists, to be sure. That is true. Yeah. All right, real quick, I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, so our good friend David Chadwick uh, just finished up with the third volume of his uh, book series. and So it's available on Amazon, uh, and it's also available in print again. But uh, if you do get this book, you may notice a shout-out to some weird show you've never heard of called Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, my God! He thanked us Yippee! for uh, for our support of him during his, during the whole James Ewan was a massive asshole the the ceased and desist oh. incident ceased as in C E A S T yes deceased <laughs> and assist deceased uh, and assist what uh but yeah he he gave us a very uh kind um mention in his new book and of course we are his staunchest supporters in his ongoing battle with the king of assholes james ewan so very good all right what do we so that's it uh thanks everyone for listening i'll be on tim coromal tomorrow well we'll we'll, i'll be recording tim coromal tomorrow Probably not going to be able to make next week with Tim Cornwall. We'll see. Uh, so, I might be able to fill in for you. But, if, uh, uh, okay, well, thank you, Kenny. And uh, Midnight okay. Sun tonight, I think we're running with the It Feels Good to Be Bad theme again. We're going to do uh, parting shots for everybody? Yes, yes. But in honor of uh, Emperor Palpatine, we're going to do the evil theme. All right, parting shots. Miles, what do you got for us? Uh, life is good for, you know, I, I've, I've got no complaints. I've, uh, I'm glad you got your uh, package. We were worried it wouldn't arrive till Monday. You actually, I, my, that little shot I said about, you know, you know, Christmas gifts in August, I was thinking ahead to Monday. And but when you responded, I had to check my messages and go, oh yeah, he did get it. <laughs> but anyway. So you didn't uh, know until I told you. <laughs> basically. No, I didn't. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's taken care of. Next project is, of course, the the thing for uh, John Fugelsang. So I'll start working on that. I got some cool ideas. I'm looking forward to. Obsessing is actually a more accurate term. But uh, you know, we'll see what I can do. And uh, you know, out, be be safe out there, people. There are nuts. There are a lot of nuts. So just yes, be safe. Yes, there are. Anything else, Miles? Ah, that'll do. All right, Michelle. And you know what? All the those 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 nuts aren't mixed. They're all blanched. <laughs> That's funny. yeah. All right, Michelle. What do you got for us on the way out? Um, 
I, I don't have much. I'm still a little incredibly emotional all over all this news and 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 just the that that little piece that Kenny just read just makes it even worse now. I am but, so um, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's that... okay. It's okay. I, I I live in South Florida. You know, we we don't get it as bad as the northern part of Florida with the nuts up there. But you know, I just want you know, people just to remember: be nice to everybody. You know. Uh, smile at somebody, even if even if you know you're not feeling good. Smile, um, and you know that's all we can do. And you know and that that that's the least we can do. There are a lot of other things we can do. You know, resist, resist, resist. You know, be out there with people like mind and take strength from their strength. And uh, just remember, I love y'all. <laughs> all right, we love you back. All right, Kenny Pick. First of all, thank you for letting me sub for you on the, on the night show last night. I had a lot of fun. The night show. It worked out well because Susan had to get to bed early. I did very minimal work on the podcast, and then I just let her go to bed and immediately ran outside and started burning stuff because I was like, I'm just not even gonna make a peep if I'm outside. No big deal. And uh, she slept like a baby all through uh, me being out in the backyard. So it was good. And, um, uh, yeah, so I'm glad you had fun last night. And I, I loved it. You played five songs all with the title Danger Zone last night. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was great. I was like, oh, by the way, you know there are this, there's this band, this band, this band, this band, and this band that also have songs called Danger Zone in addition to Kenny Loggins. So you stacked them all up, and it was great. And, of course, then you said, hey, never say die, Iron Eagle. And you played that, too, from a, a competitive movie uh, of Top Gun, of course, Iron Eagle. The, I, I prefer Iron Eagle over Top Gun, personally. So probably because King Cobra was on the soundtrack. But, uh, yeah, I don't have much else to add. Uh, but it, it, thank you for letting me come on the show early tonight. Because this was too big of a story. Uh, when I when I saw this, I saw Rain's post on Facebook, um, and because I'd been out of the loop, you know, hanging out with uh, Susan and the family and doing the dragon boats thing, um, it was uh, you know it was really um, um, you know important to come on. I will say, I, I, you know, of course, join us on Turn Out the Night on Tuesday. But I want to say one quick funny story is my very very young nephews who are six and nine asked uh, they were like we want to go see it and i was like oh my god Bad i was like well do you know how i said do you know what it really is and they're like he's a killer clown i was like no it turns out at the end he's a really nice guy and he just want hug he just wanted hugs and he fooled everybody to think that he was an evil clown and then he then there's a big long scene at the end of the movie where he sits at a typewriter for like an hour and writes his life story and about how he's sorry that he tricked everybody and then he becomes an insurance salesman and they were looking at me like I was crazy but it was funny so, <laughs> so that's what I did cuz <laughs> I tried to throw him off the trail of wanting to see a really horrific movie. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it was fun. And it was really cool that my mom got to meet uh, uh, my, uh, our nephews today. And they really liked her. And again, uh, Jacob, j again, tiny little gearhead, loved mom's uh, red Mustang convertible. So it was pretty cool. Um, and I had some of the best perch I've ever had in my life. And Susan did fantastically on the, uh, the rocky waters of Lake Erie today. 
and I couldn't be more proud of her and her team. So that's it. That's Yippee. all I got. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, you know, congratulations, Susan. Well done. And, uh, uh, well, we better wrap up. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, everyone, thank you for listening. We'll try and deal with the troll problem soonish. And, uh, Lisa, we got some exciting nerd pro, you know, pro nerd themed shows coming up. I'm feeling good about our summer blockbuster special in the game and my new idea for Game of Thrones. So, uh, we'll, we will weave our sinister ways, but for now, we gotta go. Bye. Time for go to bed. Aye, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Casting worm. Push the button, Frank. Get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.